I come back to my body and I'm crying. And again, I know this strikes unbelief in people, but this is my story. And literally my hands have like dirt in them. Mm. Like dirt is coming out of my eyes. And do you think that there was any chance you were saved as a kid? And then it was kind of like the public proclamation came later. Like imagine telling an atheist that comes to your house, yeah. you pray for him, he starts growling and screaming, demons start speaking out of him. Mm. And then me saying, Bruce Lawn. Oh boy. Oh boy. This is the one they've been um this is the one they've been waiting for. They don't know what to do with this conversation and we're, well we're going to get into some good stuff, but I just I wanted to open up the conversation before we get in any of the online stuff and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about all of it, all right? And we're going to go to questions from our online community um from the chat at some point. But before we do before we do that, I want to one tell people how we're here and then two i want to get into your story yeah before we jump into all the you know the sensational stuff so we're here together in person because we're actually friends yeah like outside internet land outside of internet land we have a ton of mutual friends and we talk i would say semi-regularly once yeah, at least yeah. once a week we yeah, communicate yeah. um about all kinds of stuff tech youtube yada 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 and so it's it's interesting because i think sometimes the perception of someone's online reputation will precede them yeah both ways by the way yeah yeah without the context of their who they are as a whole person you know what i mean yeah. and, and i think who you are as a whole person a husband a father you know you're here on vacation um i want i want to get into that because i think that'll add context and we'll get into all the stuff you guys want to talk about chat uh all that we'll, we'll get into all that but it's important for people to note that um we have like a real friendship, I would yeah, say. Yeah. You know, and so it's okay, it's okay to have friends that you may disagree with on certain things, and sometimes the disagreement might be because of a lack of clarity mm. and not an actual disagreement, which we'll get into later. I'll tease that out now. We'll get into that later. But um, do you want to say anything to that? Because I don't think people get that. Yeah. No, I think it's easy to vilify people when you watch a 13 second clip of them and yeah. you're like, they're bad. And then you see them put a picture of them and like with their kids at the beach or at, like we're at Legoland for vacation yeah. with the kids. And you're like, oh, this guy's like a real person. Yeah. And he goes to like a local church and he's yeah. like involved and he like really loves Jesus and reads his Bible a lot. And yeah. it's easy to just look at people and instantly judge them. I've done this online and then you meet them and you're like, oh, this is not the yeah. person I thought they were. Yeah. And I think a lot of the stuff we would disagree on which i would love to talk about are secondary issues they're sure. not salvific so the fact is like i don't know why it's, we're so quick to divide and i'm probably going in already too hard but we're so quick to divide over issues that are non-salvation issues yeah so i think yeah people be like you know ruslan i'm like yeah we're friends like we text yeah. we talk tech yeah. nerd stuff and right. i don't know i don't know why it surprises people maybe we can talk about that i'm like what are we that different but uh yeah well, man i'm excited to be even as, as we're talking i'm getting a uh, i'm in a group i'm in a group text with sean cannell okay mike saldivar and jeff moores mike signorelli mike signorelli yeah yeah i wouldn't mind so, to be my brother that's though. funny well i went to israel with them okay and in, yeah, yeah, yeah i remember that in going to israel with them like i i really got to know mike i would say fairly well you spend yeah, 10 days he's with a somebody good friend of mine. all the time you know and i was like man this brother like these brothers are solid yeah these brothers are solid and there's again there's all kinds of other things and all that stuff which, which we'll get into later but before we get into anything else who is isaiah saldivar like people see the the, the youtube and the clout and the views on tiktok and all that yeah. kind of stuff but b before all of that like where are you from who what was your household like what was your childhood like 
Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home. Just literally, when I say I had like the best childhood, I I, I feel bad saying it sometimes because I literally had such a good childhood. Never saw my parents cuss, never saw them drink, ne no abuse in our family. Was raised in San Jose, California, so the Bay Area, so all those watch from the Bay Area, and moved over to a city called Manteca, which is like Central Valley. My parents wanted to move us into the country. Bought some property as it grew up in the country from eight years old until, you know, lived in Manteca, had an awesome childhood, but then grew up in church. And then we went to Manteca, it was like more of like a lukewarm, just like a very nominal, I would just call it nominal church. No, nothing spiritual, no baptism, Holy Spirit, no gifts, nothing supernatural at all. It was just, you go, half the time my dad would be sleeping, half the time we wouldn't be. And it was just a country little church. So the power of God, the presence of God, none of that was ever exposed. I was never exposed to none of it. I didn't know about tongues or demons cast out miracles. Like I literally never heard of that really felt like in my life. Mm -hmm. So at 16, I decided I'm going to be an atheist. And when I say atheist, those of you watching, like I was the worst atheist. I wasn't an atheist. I was like trying to find evidence. I was just sure. like, basically in my mind, and this might sound a little scandalous, but I was kind of like, God, I don't want nothing to do with God. God, I would cuss at God and be like, you're nothing. You're not real, which I'm like, I'm cussing out of God. I don't believe in it. It's just so weird. I was just an angry, angry young man, I guess you'd say. Would, would, would you say the church was denominationally non-denominational? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like a little Foursquare church. Like a little Foursquare? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, so so Foursquare wasn't doing any of the prophetic No, stuff? not where I was, not the one I was really? going to. And this is the country of California. Yes. Which a lot of folks don't know, California is a massive state. Yes. They think it's just like San Francisco and LA. Yeah, no, it's huge. So you're in a rural area of I mean, 80,000 people in the city, it's small for California, but right, some right. people watching- No, that's a small city. Yeah, in California, city, but yeah. some states like Nebraska, like that's a huge, that's like right. the biggest city we have. Right. So we're yeah. in Vista, and Vista is a suburb of North County, San Diego. Okay. And Vista is 100,000 people, but okay. Vista is a small Everyone yeah. knows each other. And yep. Vista, Oceanside, all the way across North County is like 500,000 people, half a million people, which is big, but it's not big when you talk about California. So wh why, why did you want to be an atheist? Well, I just decided God's not real because I'm not seeing him at my church. I was like, I've never, how, in my mind, I was like, we talk about this God all the time, how have faith, just believe, but we, I've never seen him do anything, like in a literal sense. And I'm not saying like, oh, you know, we have to just not walk by feelings by faith. Yeah. In my mind, remember, I'm 16. Mm -hmm. In my mind, I'm in a metal band. So I'm in that whole world, okay. pretty much on stage. Straight edge? Oh, dude. I, I was straight edge. Well, no, I wasn't. I was no drugs because okay. I was pursuing law enforcement. So like oh, my whole okay. life, I okay. wanted to be a law enforcement officer. Okay. So you can't do drugs. Of course, none of that. But I was sure. drinking all okay. the time, like almost every day. So I'm hanging out with people way older than me. I'm in a band. We're on tour. We're doing all these. So we're doing like big shows, you know? Yeah. And big shows, I mean, several hundred people. We're not. Sure. That's, but that's big. It was big, especially yeah. in like the metal scene back in the day. Yeah. All those emo kids out there know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I was playing drums, hanging out with people way older than me. Yeah. And I was just like, in my mind, God isn't real. He has no plan for me. I have no desire to serve him. And maybe when I'm like 40, I'll go to church again and see what happens. <laughs> but I got I graduated high school at 16. Mm -hmm. I got a job at 15 and a half. I was working 19 units of college, working 40 hours a week at Starbucks, just on the grind. Like my personality, as many of you are like, oh, I'm not surprised, is very just like a, a hardcore, obsessive over anything sure. I do. You're, 24 an over, you're an overachiever. Dude, yeah. anything I try, my parents raised me this way. Like yeah. you work hard. So I have three siblings. All of us had a job at 15 and a half. All of us graduated high school at 16. All of us graduated college at like 18, 19. 16. So we would 16. take college courses or homeschool? Yeah, yeah. Doing? Charter school. Charter so school. So it was like okay. half homeschool, half regular, but gotcha. you can do like advanced. Yep. So I, I went to college. At, I was in college at 16, mm -hmm. graduated at when, right when I was like turned 20. I was getting a degree. Well, I have a degree in an administration of justice, which is for law enforcement. My okay. mom's an officer. And I was just bitter, dude. I was hard hearted. I was bitter. I was drinking every day. I was 
with a girl for four years, but we'd break up for a week and did the whole thing of like, well, it's not cheating because we were breaking up for a week Uh, over text, you know, just living that life. But I want to really stress this to everyone listening. God was a billion plus miles away. It wasn't even like, maybe it was just like, I have zero desire, zero interest. Uh I'm never, but here I am as a boy, my mom tells me saying like, I want to be a preacher. And here I am going to my grandma's house with my girlfriend who I'm doing everything to think of with. And my grandma would be like, don't you want to be a preacher still? Like my grandma, right? Sweet grandma. I'm praying for you, Isaiah. And Mm -hmm. I would walk out of my grandma's house and be like, sorry, my grandma's, you know, crazy. She thinks I'm going to be a preacher. And like to that, to that age, she would 18, 19, she would say you were saying this as a kid, you wanted to be a preacher. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I used to say, I want to be a preacher. I want to be a preacher. I want to be like, you know, I'd get on this rocket at our house and say, I'm John the Baptist, just as a little kid. Cause I was raised in church, you know, could could you really trace it back to such of, um, a formidable thought of, I am not seeing the things in the scripture in my church. Like it was, it was that clear as a child for me. That's why I decided I didn't want to go to church. So I got 16 when I got a job. I was like, I don't want to go to church anymore yeah. because now I'm going to work. So my parents are like, you need to be in church on Sunday. I'm like, that, oh, that was your new church. Yes, yeah. yes. I was yeah. like, oh, I have to work overtime. Huh. I can't do Sunday. Well, you need to at least be in Wednesday. Oh, I can't. Wednesday night, I yeah, got yeah. an overtime shift. We have a show to play, blah, blah, blah. So, But for me, it was just like, if God isn't real, everyone in this church is telling me, oh, you know, whatever, say the sinner's prayer. And that was like a big thing in our church. Like, just say, pray sinner's prayer and you're saved. Mm-hmm. So I was like drinking, partying at 14, 15, 16. And then after I would drink and party, I would be saying the sinner's prayer after. And in my mind, I'm like, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. I'm literally sleeping around, partying, mm-hmm. doing all this stuff I shouldn't be doing. And then I'm just saying the sinner's prayer thinking that I'm saved. So at that point, it's like, might as well just not even believe in God. Mm-hmm. Might as well not even j- just not serve him and turn from him. And I was hard, hard. I was bitter. Dude, I, I, to say I cuss like a sailor was an understatement. I had the most foul, mm-hmm. vile mouth you could think of to where my, my friends that were never in church or been in church in their life would be mm-hmm. like, dude, like something's wrong with you, bro. Mm-hmm. Cause I would just say demonic dude, like mm-hmm. the most dirty jokes, the most foul language. I didn't know why I was just this really had this dark countenance, yeah. never took pictures. Yeah. So for like, which I'll get into that later for like 10 plus years, there's not one picture of me. Really? Literally, dude, wow. not one. They were doing a funeral for my grandma. My parents were crying because they said, dude, we have no pictures of you for huh. 10 years. Jeez. I didn't know why, but I'll tell you guys why later. I wouldn't take any pictures. Just angry, bitter, didn't cry for almost yeah. 10 years. Really hard-hearted and just just broken, dude. And it, 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 there was like nothing that happened? That, that no, dude, nothing. I huh. never, again, never went through any abuse, never saw my parents do anything. I just became this like really hard-hearted young guy that was just... On the outside, and this is my whole testimony, like on the outside, I'm very successful. Like all my friends, Mm -hmm. parents would say, we wish you were our son. Literally, Mm -hmm. they would tell me that because here I am in college at 16. I'm the youngest kid in the area. And here I am like nice car and overachiever, straight A's through college, like got one B, I think it was in like math. And in that, but in the inside, like many people watching, just hurting, broken, lost, depressed, anxious, addicted, angry, angry, dude, think about how how the devil had me twisted. I was racist towards my own race. Like I'm half Hispanic and I was like racist towards Hispanics. How demonic is that? But that goes to show when the enemy gets a hold of your life, Mm -hmm. what the devil will do in your life is unprecedented. And I didn't know it was the devil. I just thought, oh, this is my life. And so I went through a series of near-death experiences and then I went through a series of watching Netflix documentaries of like, we're running out of water. We're running out of, this is 2010, right? We're running out of oil. Like everything was running out at the time. And so I I would be at these parties uh, because I was throwing these big parties and I'll be like asking questions. Everyone's drunk. And I'm like, hey guys, have you heard about the water crisis? Like I'm starting to think about like, things beyond myself. You're prepping, you're doomsday prepping. Yeah, I'm getting ready. And this would all lead up to my salvation experience, not knowing. So let's back up. 
you these near death experiences. Yeah. What, what what were those? So I, had I saw a, one on uh, yeah uh, Delafonte testimony. Yeah, yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Shout out to Delafe. Delafe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great channel. They're um, awesome. So tell me, tell me, like, how did you have these near death experiences? So growing up, I had almost drowned twice. I fell out of a car once, and then almost fell out of the car on the freeway. I was literally hanging over the door. Would have been dead if I fell out. And this is all growing up as a kid. So my aunts and uncles, is this you messing around? Is this like, yeah, just playing with the doorknobs, just, well, just always these weird situations that yeah. I shouldn't have been in, where yeah. I should have been dead. Yeah. And my aunt would always say tell my mom this guy has to have some special calling because huh. why is it he's always always almost dying like of me of all people of huh. all of our cousins siblings i'm italian and hispanic so yeah. family's huge for us but i always had all these weird experiences so like one i'll tell you i was 12 years old mm -hmm. i'm in this large metal barn and i'm just got done watching american outlaws had just come out jesse james it's like a very popular movie at the time i'm 12 years old and i'm in this big metal barn and there's this large chain that you use to pull out transmissions from cars. Mm -hmm. And so me and my cousin are in this, he's riding a bike. I'm in this chain, so I put my head in the chain as a joke. Mm -hmm. This is, again, all those watching, I was not trying to commit suicide. Like, let's be clear on that. I was just doing this as a joke. I put my hands in the chain like this. So I'm like, the chain's not touching me and I'm swinging. I'm like, hey, I'm Jesse James. I'm the outlaw in the movie because they were hanging the outlaws. My cousin left the barn and- Wait, wait, wait. they were actually executing- In the movie, in, in the, the movie. movie. Yeah, American Outlaws. And so you were- kind of pretending to be an outlaw yeah exactly an outlaw getting it's like, i'm an outlaw yeah so Whoa. i'm joking and i'm swinging on this chain right. so my cousin leaves the barn and i'm swinging and i dude i remember this like it was yesterday like it was so real i wake so i go from this yeah. hands in the chain yeah. like this swinging to i wake up my hands are to my side i'm obviously chained straight to the neck mm. i've spun because i was spinning mm. so the chain obviously if a metal chain spins what's it going to do it's tightening mm. i'm lifted up in the air I wake up to me looking at my feet. I'm 12 years old again, you know, God's whatever. Looking at my feet, hands to my side. And in my mind, I just thought like, I'm dead. Mm. I mean, what else would it be? I'm on a chain hanging at 12 years old. Sheesh. And dude, I will say, and I feel, I get all emotional talking about it, so hold on, give me a second. I felt this, all I could describe is the softest hands I've ever felt. And that's a weird way to describe it, but I'm 12 years old trying to put words to this. Yeah. And I feel someone's hands, like real hands, yeah. go in the chain, pull the chain open, which is impossible. How do you pull a chain open? Yeah. Pull the chain open. I fall to the ground, bruise my knees because I was that high up. I yeah. remember having bruises on my knees. I hit my knees. I crawl to the corner of the barn because I'm I'm coming in and out of like being able to see because yeah. obviously I had no oxygen getting to my brain. I'm in the corner of the barn and I remember slamming my hand on the pavement as hard as I could trying to breathe because I'm yeah. trying to catch my breath. And I'm 12 years old and I look back at a chain that's still and I wish we would have took a picture of it tightened up to the, to the ceiling still still it wasn't like it loosened mm. and I fell off it was still chain tight tangled up and I just had this weird thought of something's trying to kill me mm. like I don't know why that crossed my mind like there's there's a war going on mm -hmm. something's trying to kill me and then something saved me mm. just this weird thought so I get on my bike I ride home. I'm a mile away from my house. I ride home. I'm crying dude. I'm crying. I'm bleeding from my neck I mm -hmm. call my mom. She's at this horse racing show. My sisters used to do I'm crying. Mom, please don't get mad at me. She's like, what happened? I'm like, please, I'm bawling, 12 years old. I said, I hung myself. What do you mean you hung? So mm. she's yelling, crying. All the family comes home. All of our relatives, our neighbors, everyone comes to the house because mm. here they are like, Isaiah should be dead. So mm. it was like almost like, I should have been dead. Like they almost had like this weird little funeral where they all got together and were hugging me. We're so glad you didn't die. Mm. But everyone there knew God divinely intervened that day. And Ruslan, 100%, I'm on borrowed time. Mm -hmm. Like one day God told me, he's like, Isaiah, you're on borrowed time. Mm -hmm. You literally should be dead over mm -hmm. and over. I mm -hmm. oh, 
I had alcohol poisoning one day in Huntington so bad. The doctor's like, you should be dead. You're five times over. I'm skinny, bro. They're like, you're five times over what your body should handle. Mm. Um, I had these experiences. Again, guns pulled on me and my brother one day where literally we should have been dead. Like I could go on and on and on of yeah. these moments where God, I didn't know at the time, now I do, kept sparing my life supernaturally over and you over. You never thought it was God at the time? I, I At the time of 12, yeah. I was like, that was an angel. For okay. sure, that was angel. Okay. So you, but, it was something other. But then when I decided I was going to be an atheist, I was in denial. I'm like, well, what if maybe? But it's like, dude, there's no there. That one situation was something I never could talk myself out of because mm -hmm. I'm like, we all knew it happened. It was real. I was I had chain marks for two weeks on my neck still. Yeah. So, but at the same time, when you go down that road of atheism, there's no hole too dark that mm -hmm. you're not willing to crawl in and, and be in denial. What? You said addiction. Was it just alcohol? Yeah, or were you yeah, doing yeah. Drugs alcohol. Too? No, no, no. So thank God I was trying to do law enforcement because I didn't get into drugs. Gotcha. My brother was really big into dealing ecstasy and sure. selling ecstasy. I never got into drugs because you can't, if you're going to be law yeah, enforcement, yeah. you can drink all you want. Right. So I was drinking addicted, dude, four locos like every single day, just all functioning, going to work drunk, going to, Oof. it was just really, got down a really dark path of, of living that for a few years and just out there, you know? And then a month, I'll skip a little bit here and you can backtrack, but a month before I got saved, the last near death experience I had, mm -hmm. I was, it was around November, December of 2010. Yeah. This has never happened to me. And by the way, those watching, I wasn't suicidal. I got raised knowing like, if you kill yourself, there's a good chance you go to hell. That's just how I was raised. Mm -hmm. So even as an atheist, I was like, I'm not even risking it. Like, dude, yeah. if there's a 0.5% or 1%, I'm not risking it. So were you ever depressed though? Like maybe you didn't have I ideation. Went through but I you absolutely went through depression to where I would sleep in till like noon or one o'clock uh -huh. because I was depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed, yeah. but I wasn't open about like, oh, I'm going through depression. I was just like, what's the point of life? Like, dude, I got to a place where I'm like, what is the point of living? Yeah. There's no value here. You're nihilistic. There, exactly. There's yeah. no point in this. Yeah. So a month before I got saved, I'm at a hotel party with my girlfriend. We're at like the 12th, 13th story around that high up in a hotel. We're in mm -hmm. Stockton, California at a wedding party. I'm drinking, drinking, very drunk. It's like one in the morning and I'm trying to say this without being too explicit, but like she didn't want to do something I wanted to do. So I got like super mad. So I was like, I'm going, I'm just, I'm blah, blah, blah. I was just all stirred up. She goes to sleep. I'm laying in bed. I'm just laying there. I'm drunk. Right. Mm -hmm. And a voice tells me, just go jump off the balcony. I'm not, I, I want to stress this. I'm not suicidal at all. Like I had never wanted to take my life. I've never mm -hmm. been suicidal. And this voice like, just jump off, just jump off. And I'm like, what is this? I've never heard this voice before. Mm -hmm. Like I knew I had demons, but I was like, this is something I've never heard. Again, mm -hmm. demons aren't real if you're an atheist. Supernatural is just not real. And I'm like, man, this is so strong. And it's like, just jump off, just jump off. So I'm like, let me just go take a peek out here. Yeah. Again, drunk though. So I'm under the influence of two things, not only a demon, but also the alcohol. Yeah. So I open the balcony. I'm 13 stories. And I'm looking down. And in my mind, Ruslan, I know I'm not suicidal. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to jump. Mm -hmm. Why would I want to kill myself? I'm literally, I'm about to marry this girl in a, in a, in a year or two. Yep. I have everything going for me, but this voice is so strong. Just jump, just jump. So I'm looking over the balcony, almost like, then I'm like, I kind of want to jump now because, mm -hmm. and it sounds so morbid, but it, it's so, so, this dark thing's telling me. And then as I'm sitting there on the balcony, probably like five minutes, which is, well, that's a long time to be sitting, looking over a balcony. Yeah. And I'm in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to do this. But then I'm like, well, I kind of do this. There's this weird desire now to do this. But it's like, I don't want to kill myself. I have a great life. And then, yeah. so I'm battling. Then this other voice comes in my head and is like, just go lay down. Just go. And I know it wasn't my voice. I know it wasn't my thoughts. It was like, just go lay down. And I'm not full of the Holy Spirit. I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. None of that. I'm just like, go lay down, go lay down. Yeah. So I go and lay down. And it's like two in the morning. I'm wrestling. I fall asleep. And the next day I was just like, was that a fever dream? Like that was weird. Mm. So I, so this is a month before I'm saved. So in my mind, I'm kind of like, 
there's something out there. So mind you, I'm watching documentaries. Yeah. I have this, near, I would call that, I don't know if that's a near death or a new, near suicide experience sure. where I'm like, okay, something's happening supernaturally, yeah. something's swirling. And that led me to my little sister begging me for six months to go to church and me telling my girlfriend, let's just shut her up. Literally, I told my girlfriend this, let's just shut her up, go one time yeah. so she stops bugging me. Yeah. And yeah. Now so you go to church a month later yeah. and you get saved. Yep, I get do saved. You, do you think that there was any chance you were saved as a kid and then it was kind of like, the public proclamation came later because I'm always, I always I wonder know, that dude. you know what I mean like when yeah like that point of like what is belief yeah you know and, and is it is it as a child like I would hope my eight year old is safe yeah yeah you know because he's made proclamations he's he's he he wants to live God's ways he yeah. wants to get baptized he's saying all these things um, but I I'm always curious on like when does that begin because for me when I came to faith I don't know of a date yeah because I was. Two years of going to church, raising my hand, saying the mm. prayer, struggling, uh, reading apologetics books, dating a Jehovah's Witness girl, then going back to a Christian <laughs> yeah. girl, then right like, and it was for my end of my freshman year to I would say the end of my junior year. So it was like a long process, but I don't know when that moment of yeah. salvation happened. So do you think you being in a Christian family? I'm assuming you heard the gospel as a kid. Yes. Is there any chance maybe you did make a proclamation of faith when you were a kid and then that was like a public, uh, um, what's the word, revival, like a public personal revival so where God my, revives We'd probably differ on this with our stance on like salvation and whether sure. you can or can't lose it. And that's a whole nother topic, yeah, but yeah. we could even dive into that later too. My opinion would be I was saved as a kid. Okay. I did hear the gospel. I did pray the prayer a thousand times. Every camp, every purity event my mom had me at. Mm -hmm. And I would pray, Lord, come in my heart and build a treehouse. I did the whole thing, right? And I don't want to make fun, but really it was like that yeah, type. You didn't really say that. Are you it, being, are oh, you, no. no sir, it was like that level. I joke okay. about it when I preach. And that's, come in my I house won't go and it. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, I prayed that prayer, like come in my heart, which we could debate whether that's in scripture. I don't see it in scripture, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah. I, In my opinion, yeah. this is just my own personal, I rebelled against God. I rebelled mm -hmm. and turned from that, yeah. left his promise of salvation, sure. his grace of, I will save you, you're clothed in righteousness, you shall be saved. Yeah. I left that, rebelled within the metal band, the sure, drinking, sure, sure, that sure. dark world we sure. could all talk about. Uh, I left his providence of salvation. I forfeited that gift he gave me as a kid, mm -hmm. turned in rebellion, and then by his grace, because literally I never, no chance I earned anything I've done or, or seen God do, mm -hmm. but by his grace, because my parents were praying, sowing into me, you know, you train up a child the way they should go when they when they get old, they won't depart. Yeah. All those seeds, I think that night I heard the gospel message yeah. again, yeah. those seeds that were there from when I was a child yeah. just just grew yeah. and God was like, it's time to come home, son. Yeah. Like you've ran for so long. Yeah. I was like the prodigal son, sure. the atheist version of the prodigal yeah, yeah, son, yeah, yeah. but I was in the pig pen yeah. and God's like, you know, you're not happy, come back. And that led to that night, which was a, absolutely crazy night. And yeah. even when I share my encounter, I want to make sure people know this is not normative. So some people, like I say, you know, Matthew was just at his tax collector booth and Jesus said, come follow me. Mm -hmm. Was there, did he fall on the ground? No. Mm -hmm. Did dirt come out of his eyes? No. Did he speak in tongues? No. Did he have this radical eccentric spiritual, which is amazing because mm -hmm. that's what I had, but he didn't have that. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, follow me. And something inside of Matthew said, there is something worth giving everything for. Yeah. Something about this man sure. is worth selling it all for. Yeah. But there was no crazy experience. Yeah. But then you have Saul of Tarsus. Right. What happened to him? Radical Falls on the ground, yeah, yeah. has this radical. So I don't want people to think when they hear my story of like, it has to be that way every right. time. That's good. Because then they put like these un like unbiblical expectations sure. on God sure, 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 and sure. not everything happens that way. Yeah, I think good. some of the testimonies that are amazing are just, yeah, I said yes to Jesus and I've been serving him for 30 years. Yeah. It's like, yeah. there was no, you know. Yeah, I am not a Calvinist. But a Calvinist <laughs> could argue 
that God finished what he started in you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 like you made a profession as a kid. You, you were in a Christian home, which that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Like, do our kids get saved? Cause we're Christian. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. whole nother uh, can of worms. But uh, one could argue that, you know, you had an early profession, you drifted. Um, but and I, then, I would say I'm a, I 100% was, dude, I was so dark. I was not saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's no shot that I stand before God and God's like, well done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, bro, but, I would have been well done do in you hell feel like for real a, though. Do you feel like you had a choice? Yeah, Did absolutely. You? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't feel like I had a choice. No, I for sure. Like I, for like, sure. like I'm a, like, uh, you ever heard that whole thing? Uh, Dude, if I would have died, I was. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to go into the hypothetical yeah, if you would have yeah, died, dude. right? Because I, but it's that whole. You ever heard that whole like, um, on a are you talking about irresistible grace? No, no, no. Okay, no, no, okay, no, no. okay. It's, it's not theological. Okay. On a federal level, I'm a, I'm a libertarian. On a state level, I'm a Republican. Yeah. On a local level, I'm a Democrat. Uh, in my home, uh, well, my family, I'm a socialist. In my home, I'm a communist. Yeah, right. So it's like it's a, it becomes a spectrum. Yeah, yeah, based yeah. on proximity, right? Yeah, with with regards to how you view politics and money and stuff like that, right? So what I'm saying is, in my life, I would say like on a macro level, I am not a Calvinist. Yes. In my personal life, I don't feel like I had a choice. Yeah. Like I feel like God was just like, yeah, you're I, mine, so, dude. Yeah. The hard part, and I, I have fought with him it. for two years. Yeah. From the from the beginning, well. I probably heard the gospel as a kid with going to the Armenian church and then finally like, all right, Lord, like, yeah. and I remember that moment that I broke down and finally said, I'm going to get in a small group. I'm going to start reading my Bible every day. I'm going to get out of these, re these relationships with these girls. I'm going to stop being a knuckle. Like I remember that moment, mm. but that was like a two year process. Yeah. You know? So that's so, so I, it's not a, I, I'm just, more curious about like is it possible yeah i just you know? think like if i jumped off that just theoretically you think you're going to hell oh yeah for sure for sure okay. yeah and that's my and some calvinists would be like no because you know god spared you that day because yeah, you were yeah. saved i just that's not my stance on it sure. i would think 100 percent. i've turned from it i've forfeited my gift of salvation yeah. i was a son but i left my sonship and yeah. now i'm you know so that would kind of be my stance on yeah it. no i hear you um in terms of so so this is helpful because it sounds like you have a solid christian upbringing yes and in your life, for no apparent reason, something otherworldly yep. impacts you and you go down this path of like actual darkness. Yeah. That if you were sitting with a psychologist, they'd probably be like, no, bro, like that's that's ideation, that's suicidal ideation. Yes. You're like, no, but I yes. wasn't. You know, like it sounds like there was something otherworldly that influenced, impacted you to really dabble in some dark things. Yeah. And that, so, so when I hear that, then that would make sense to how your ministry is yeah. shown online, yeah. right? Because there are people who I think can dabble in some things, right? Like I'll give you an example, and I and I said this like, how do I, how do we get into this? Well, I'm hearing stories of <laughs> he's he. By the way, guys, if you're wondering, I'm what he's, doing, say he's picking his words right now. He's yeah, thinking, yeah, how yeah. do I word this? <laughs> I'm hearing stories of. Pastor, prostitutes amongst pastors mm -hmm. yeah. that get that get passed around. Yeah, where's my little uh, bro? Where's, where's my little? I traveled for ten years. Trust me, it happens. Highest order. You want me to? You want to? You want to go that <laughs> way? It will do so, a different street. Because 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 I want to make a point. So like, I hear situations like that, right? And I'm like, I don't know how much of it is true, but if it is true, that is some serious. Darkness. That's some serious darkness. Yeah. Right. And in the in a situation like that, if you are saved. And you out here swinging, mm. you out here doing some real off the off the off the dark end stuff. Then I would be like, 
yeah, man. Like, I see how someone like that can be demonized. Yeah. Like, I understand how something can latch onto your flesh and cause you to do wild stuff like that. And at that point, I'm seriously concerned for you, yeah. for your soul. Yeah. So I understand the the potential, like, extreme situations that someone could come under yeah. to be in a situation like that, right? And this is, we're talking about pastors, Yeah. right? So when you're talking about, I grew up in a Christian home, seemingly solid family, love love Jesus, wanted to be a preacher, and there's this an external thing, right? Was there ever a time you felt like you opened the door? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when I got into the metal scene, when I got into drinking and partying and doing all that stuff, and then yeah, there was a lot of open doors. There's tons of places. I remember one time. What was, what was the? Can you give me like one like? It was around this moment. Was it the metal oh, scene? Because there's some weird imagery and some darkness oh, there dude. too. Oh yeah, I mean was we were that. Was it? Yeah, was we were it? hardcore dancing, chanting. A lot of it. A that lot stuff, of that stuff is weird. Bro. A lot of the metal bands. Do you, you ever we, see that stuff on your on your for, for you page? Oh, I used to do all that. The, the, I used to hard, bro, I used to hardcore dance. <laughs> I used to hardcore dance. The windmill. I did all of it. What is that, bro? I used to film for for these. This, anyways. I I was into all of that. It's yeah. all it's all demonic, bro. Yeah. Are you serious? I literally some of our lyrics. You're like, what were we? We'd be chanting stuff. I'm like, yeah. what were we even saying? Because you don't really it when you're in it sure and especially when you're like well the devil's not real you know because atheists most of them well i guess all of them don't believe like satanists yeah. don't believe in or satan but no it was dark girls were a huge issue for me okay drinking was a huge issue for me so i remember one time i was with a girl uh -huh. and i was driving home from her house mm -hmm. doing stuff i shouldn't have been doing yeah. and i felt like like this weird per i was like there's somebody in the car with me mm. like there's a person sitting next to me but there's no one there yeah. that was one of the only times i really felt like whoa there's like a presence a darkness about me yeah. and that led into a lot of other doors of shame gotcha. of guilt of all that so, which so, I'll share so, some of that sexual after. sexual immorality yes. that scene what do you make pornography of i think okay. that too getting oh, into that oh, as a young kid gotcha. yep getting how, into how that. young oh, probably 10 11 Got it. How did that? How did that? Saw it at a friend's house. Saw it at a friend's popped house. up on a screen and was like, "Whoa!" You know, it's it's it opens a portal. It really yeah. does of like a whole world in your head. But sure. in in reality, it's it's absolutely damaging to a ten year old kid, eleven year old kid. Yeah. And that was AOL. I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy. I've never seen this before." There's pictures or videos. Yeah, yeah, on, on pictures. Pictures. And then yeah. he was like, "Oh, I have this magazine that my my uh, grandfather I found in his shed, and yeah. he would hide it. You know, hide it under the mattress, and then you sure. get to pull it out. And everyone gets a chance to look at it, and then let's hide it again. And so I got exposed to that, and then getting into other sexual things and just being like, whoa, there's like this whole world. And I really got really into that, like mm. really addicted. When I say I was addicted to pornography, I'm talking like all every, every day, like mm -hmm. just addicted, addicted, not yeah. like once in a while. And, but just no heavily addicted so to pornography and lust, Seems like which is a huge open door. Yeah. Huge open yeah. door. Yes. I, yes. I could see that being an open door for yeah. sure. So there's a couple kind of like things that you're dabbling in that then have this impact on you. What do you make of total side note? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this is us uh, meandering in yep. the podcast. What do you make of like the Christian death metal scene? Because it's Christian death metal, yeah. And now I've always found that interesting. I, we threw a couple death metal shows at our church, like fifteen. Yeah, years we played ago. in a lot of churches, and some of the guys were Christian, some of them weren't. I, I honestly don't remember the particulars. But what do you what do you make of that? So I know like Maddie from Four Today, which they're not together anymore. Uh, Maddie Montgomery, he has a church now, the yeah. altar, he, and um, I would say. 
I'm big on lyrics. So I don't think, in my personal opinion, yeah. there's no genre that's inherently demonic. So I wouldn't, gotcha. people tell me, oh, hip hop, Christian hip hop is demonic. I'm like, what are you even talking about? Mm -hmm. Like music isn't demonic inherently. Yeah. It's the lyrics, the message being portrayed. So I'm completely cool with Christian metal music. I'll gotcha. listen to Christian metal music. I don't think it's demonic at all. Some well, might say, well, they're like screaming. The same style of dancing and the same like violence at the shows yeah. and the, the weird I, I, I think that's that. just weird. I'm just, just like, just yeah, weird. Just, it's just Not weird. Not demonic, yeah. just weird. Yeah, no, it's okay. just weird. Okay, weird. I would say like, okay, so I would say if you're at a Christian show mosh pitting, hitting people violently, yeah. that's non-godly. I don't sure. think God's down there like, get them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't think God's cool with that. Yeah. But... I don't know. I haven't looked deep into it. I just know what we were doing was not Christian. It was absolutely demonic. Yeah. And the violence, the anger, the yeah. rage, because again, that's a whole other open door is uh, is big in those shows. Gotcha. Those, those three fights, every show we did. We were in three yeah. fights every single show. Wow. So it wasn't like healthy. I got knocked yeah. out multiple times just from standing there. I'd be knocked out, wake up, out cold, you know? Wow. So it was, it was very violent. It was huh. very vile. And it was a lot of drugs, a lot of ecstasy, a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Heroin, you weren't I mean, doing the drugs. No, no, but everyone around me was. Yeah, oh, every, yeah. everybody. I got you. My brother, dude, was one of the biggest ecstasy dealers in our area. He had hundreds of pills in his trunk all the time. Two weeks before he got same, saved. Same, same, same household. Yes. He uh, literally, two weeks after he got saved, he was planning to move to San Francisco to plant yeah. a marijuana house. Now he's been in ministry with me full time for 12 years. And, so and, 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 and he had a crazy encounter as well. What? So, because, because my, as, as a parent, I just go, my mom and dad watching this. I am not this. trying to have yes. kids yes. turn out like this. My mom and dad, bro, every time I share my testimony at church or yeah. online, my mom just cries. She's like, what? I tell her, mom, you did everything you knew to yeah. do. We just, the devil got a hold of us, yeah. you know? There's pastors, bro, that are so amazing, so godly, and their kids end up in rehab. Their kids end up mm. on the... I, mm. I know a pastor right now, bro, yeah. and his son's on the street right now. Like, Jeez. right, just as far out as you can imagine. Yeah. He is the most godly man you've ever met. Yeah. So... Yeah, we pray, we we go, Lord, we your ways are not our ways. We yeah. don't fully understand how this happens, but I just praise God that he called me back, yeah. that he called me home. Yeah, and in that moment, that second time around, you get saved, you give your life to yeah. Jesus. What Radically, is the, yeah. What does that look like? So, and what kind of church was it? Like It was a Pentecostal, or it was a non-denominational, which yeah. most a lot of them are Pentecostal now. Sure. It was like an AG before. Sure. Huge mega church. Yeah. I'm in the back. I'm, I'm This making, is in Stockton or where in is Modesto. Modesto. Yeah, it was, okay. called the, it was called Calvary Chapel. Now it's the house church. So Glenberto. Was it a Calvary Chapel? Like no, no, no. Glory no it Calvary was just Chapel? called Calvary Chapel. Okay. It wasn't associated. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Chuck Smith Calvary Chapel. Yeah, yeah, so Jeremy Johnson, who's Fearless LA, uh -huh. he, he was the youth pastor of this church at the time. His father, his father-in-law is the senior Pastor Glenn Berto. Wow. Yeah, Wait, you know a lot of these guys. Yeah, Mike Professor, Berto. My buddy Professor yes, goes to yeah, Fearless yeah, in downtown know. LA. Exactly. Yeah. So they're all okay. associated. So I was at that church. So Mike Berto, yeah. Micah Berto is now the head pastor Got of the it. church. Okay, okay, okay. So I go in, I'm sitting where you're not supposed to sit, just being being being. What is, me. Wait, wait, what does that mean sitting? You, like you're when you're having youth and in a mega church, uh -huh. they rope off, like, okay, put all the youth up here because we don't want to have you guys everywhere because the church is massive. Mm -hmm. So they like had roped off where all the youth were supposed to sit, and I was like, I'm gonna sit one because I'm rebellious. I was rebellion. I was just living that lifestyle. Yeah. So if you told me don't go don't go left. I went left. If you told me go right, I would yeah. go left. Like anything you said to do, I wanted to do the opposite because sure. I had that rebellious spirit about me. Sure. So I sat like one row back from where you're not supposed to sit because that was my way of being like, well, I'm an atheist. I don't yeah. believe, right? Yeah. I remember my sister saying, you're going to feel something when you walk in. I was like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like I laugh because I'm like, you can't feel God. Like, yeah. and But I do remember walking in and being like, I don't want to admit, but there's like something here. Mm. Like there's something in the room. And mm. I walked in and felt that. But also in my mind, Ruslan, bef like 
I said, this will be the last time I ever set foot in church. Mm. I resolved in my own mind that this would be the last chance I ever gave God if there was one. Mm. And so I'll never set foot in a church again. So I walk in, I'm sitting there and the pastor who's now one of my best friends is preaching and he's talking about world missions. Mm. And I'm like, it wasn't even like salvation. It wasn't mm. like, hey, you know, I know. But he said something at the end of the thing. He said, do you want to be, it's January 12th of 2011. I was at a beer pong tournament, January 10th of December. I was at a beer pong tournament, December 31st of 2010. Mm -hmm. So a week ago, two weeks ago, I'm at a beer pong tournament. So mm -hmm. this is how radical this is just to get the viewers to understand. Did you win the tournament? Uh, no, we didn't win. We came, we, came in <laughs> we came in second. So I was sitting- So you weren't even a good party Oh, animal. dude, I was- He was losing the beer pong well, tournament. Well, I mean, it was a big tournament. I mean, let's, be let's be honest. So I'm sitting there- Again, two weeks ago at a beer bunk tournament at this church now, like I'll never come back again. Mm -hmm. I'm making, I'm just, I'm just showing them, I'm not flexing or being weird here. Yeah. I'm just wanting them to know how far I was from yeah. God. Yeah. I was making sexual jokes about the worship leader, not mm -hmm. knowing it was a pastor's wife at the time, but making just be, I'm just out there. I'm just yeah. dark, yeah. twisted, shame, all that. Dark countenance to me, which we'll talk about later. And I sit there and he's talking about world missions. And then at the end of the thing, he says, do you want to be the same place next year as you are this year. And I, Ruslan, I'm 19, I'm about to turn 20. Uh -huh. I thought about the last three years of my life yeah. and I was like, same girls, mm. same parties, mm. same, we, we, used to, we used to say it's the same soup reheated. It's just the same parties. Like we, none of us have gone anywhere. Yeah. We've been doing the same dumb beer pong yeah. from 16 to 19. What am I doing with my life? Like yeah. where, what am I doing for yeah. real though? Yeah. So he calls, he said, if you want to find out God's will, you want to encounter the whole thing. He has an altar call. Come forward. So all I could explain it was, and again, I know people listening, it's going to strike unbelief. It's okay. I, I don't mind if you don't believe me. You don't have to believe me. This is my story. There's no, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. But I, I could only describe it as I felt something grab me and start pulling on my shirt, mm -hmm. like in a physical way. Mm -hmm. So if, of course, no one physically was. Mm -hmm. I just felt like something was telling me you need to go up there. So I literally think about this. I'm this bitter, angry atheist like 10 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. I jump over my girlfriend, over my friends that I'm trying to be cool around mm -hmm. that are going because I'm like, let's just go to get my sister to be quiet. I had one friend there, then my girlfriend, my sister and her friends. I go to the altar and in my mind, I'm like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Why am I even going up here? This is stupid. In my mm -hmm. mind, I'm like, this is dumb. I get up there and there's like 400 other kids, probably three to 400. It's a big church, yeah. a lot of kids. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, God, and this is the words I say. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist at this time. I said, God, I don't effing believe in you. And I said those words because in my mind, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Whoa. He's not real. And I'm really in a way which we're not supposed to challenge or test God. Mm -hmm. So don't, I don't recommend anyone doing this. You just got to remember I was an atheist. Mm -hmm. So I said, God, I don't effing believe in you. And I said the F word, of course. I said, but here's the but that changed my life. Mm -hmm. I said, if you are real, which this is so weird. I said this because why would I say this? What would make me say this? I started saying, I'll move out of state. I'll travel the world. I'll break up with my girlfriend. I'll leave my job. Cause I was getting hired as a deputy sheriff, 20 and a half. You go into the Academy. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting, I already had the job. They're like, it's, you know, you have the job. Your mom works here. I mm -hmm. have a degree. I'm graduating. That's that year. I graduated with a degree. So, but I said, God, if you're real, I'll give everything up, which is so bizarre. Cause mm -hmm. I never learned about giving up everything. Mm -hmm. I never knew about like surrender at all. Cause we didn't, do that at our church sure, went to. Sure. But here I am an atheist going, if you're real, I'll give you everything. Cause I don't believe he's real. So I'm like, I'm just going to throw, I'm basically, I'm going all in on the poker hand and mm. I'm just, I'm, 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 I have the winning hand. Mm. He has nothing. I have everything. So mm. why not just go all in and see? Mm -hmm. And literally Ruslan, I want to stress this. I've never been filled with the Holy spirit. I've never spoken tongues. I've never, we didn't grow up in a Pentecostal. Like I didn't know about none of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like full of the Holy spirit. I hear an audible voice. I, all of a sudden, I don't know if I'm what vision trance people are like what was it i don't know i just know i'm seeing a bright light i felt like i was no longer at that church i was seeing a bright light and i heard an audible voice say isaiah i don't want 99.9 percent .9 of you so imagine 
God didn't say, I love you, son, come home. Mm -hmm. Like, that's great. If that works for you, mm -hmm. for me, if you said God loved me, I'd be like, oh, I love me. Like, I was so mm -hmm. arrogant and proud. Mm -hmm. I heard I, God said, I don't want 99.9% .9 of me, you. I want all of you. Give me your life. And then start telling me how he's going to use me to preach. And so then I go from bright light, seeing a vision, or that's how you want to describe it, of mm -hmm. me preaching to thousands of people. Mm -hmm. I just have a vision of that. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm, an, bro, I'm, I'm an atheist 30 seconds ago. Sure. And now I'm on a stage preaching to thousands of people. What is preaching? What, yeah. is, what is this? Yeah. I come back to, from this encounter where, the, where God tells me to do this, yeah. and I'm bawling my eyes out. So I didn't know I was crying because I was in this like experience, encounter, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can name it a bunch of different ways, trance, vision, dream, whatever. Yeah. I come back to my body and I'm crying and again, I know this strikes unbelief in people, but this is my story. And literally my hands have like dirt in them. Mm. Like dirt is coming out of my eyes. And again, I never knew about oath scales, none of that in the Bible. I don't know mm. the Bible. So I just know like, man, there's something weird coming out of my eyes. And mm. then I'm going in my mind, I'm going, why am I crying? Mm. Like I haven't cried in 10 years. Mm. I had friends commit suicide. I had family members overdose. I had, mm. I, I didn't even know how to cry. Mm. I'm then all of a sudden now my girlfriend's next to me, which I'm like, how in the world did she get down here? Mm. I'm crying. Dirt's coming out of my eyes. And then it gets, gets crazy. People are like, this is weird. Oh, it gets weirder. Trust me. I start speaking in tongues. I didn't know it was tongues. I'm speaking in this unknown language, like babble. And I'm like, what is coming out of my mouth? Mm -hmm. So I try to cover my mouth because I'm embarrassed of it. I'm like, mm -hmm. my girlfriend's next to me. I'm crying. I'm speaking in tongues at mm -hmm. a time. I didn't know it was tongues though. So imagine not knowing what it was and you're, sure. you're speaking in tongues. And I'm just having this crazy encounter. My hands are now in the air and I'm like, what is going on? I'm crying. And I said, okay, God, I don't know what you want from me. And, I, and then I told God this, I have nothing to offer you. Mm. Like, dude, I'm an atheist. Like, what do you want from me? I said, I don't know how. And the first thing I told him was like, I don't know how to pray. And he was like, I'll teach you to pray. And then he says, pray for one hour a day and I'll take care of everything else. Mm. Okay. So I hear God say that. The preacher, who's a good friend of mine now, gets on stage and says, yeah. there's a young man in here. You're being touched by the presence of God. God is speaking to you. God is calling you. And God just told you, to pray for one hour a day. Mm. So here I am, mm. I'm hearing God, well, I think it's God, say this. Mm -hmm. Then the preacher is confirming what God is saying. Mm -hmm. I have this radical encounter, I'm crying. It was probably 30 minutes. I felt like it was a minute. I felt like it was just like over. We're like, we're there, we're done, we're crying. Usher's coming along. Yes. Like, hey bud, it's time to go. Yes, and, and the light, <laughs> dude, the lights go on. Yeah. It's me and like six other guys yeah. at left. Cause I'm just there like just encountering God. Yeah. And again, all those are like, well, brother, I'm not charismatic. Neither was I. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, I was an atheist. Mm -hmm. So everything you might think watching this, like this sounds so crazy. Uh, this, I thought the same thing. I was like, this is insane. What yeah. is going on? Yeah. So I stand in line to talk to the preacher. I have this, bro, I have this in my notes. The night I got saved, I wrote the guy's name in my notes. To this day, I have the mm. note. I can pull it up right now mm. of me writing the name down. So I mm. go up to the preacher because I thought like you could just walk up to the preacher. You, I didn't know anything. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't know anything about church. Yeah. So I go up to him. I'm like, bro, I'm speaking a million miles an hour. He's like, settle down. Mm. I was like, no, you don't get it. I was an atheist. God, I just, I just saw God. I heard. He's like, settle down. Here's my name. This is what he told me. Find me on Facebook and send me a message. Because he mm. just thought like, oh, how cute, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I go on Facebook right away and I send him this huge thing about God, I was this, I was this. I leave the church. I was like, I got to get home. I can't, I'm like having trouble recognizing people. I was born again. Like mm. when I say I went from like 360 P to like 4K 60, mm. I'm, for the nerds out there, yeah, I went yeah, from yeah. darkness to light. Sure. I went from every other word of the cuss word to being born again. Mm -hmm. I get home. I don't sleep all night. I'm up mm. all night talking to my friends and family. Mm. You guys got to come over. I'm, I'm inviting them over at like two in the morning, sharing my testimony, telling everybody. The next day I go to college, I'm crying. I'm pulled over on the side of the freeway. I'm seeing demons. I'm seeing angels. I'm just like having this. So they don't know what to do with me. They're like, dude, you've, you've just, something happened to you. Mm -hmm. So they call my uncle who's in, been in ministry for 30 plus years. They're like, you need to get home. He's like, well, I'm in New York. They're like, you need to get home now. Mm. Something happened to Isaiah. 
this is not Isaiah. Something mm -hmm. happened. This is not my sister, my brother. Like, we don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. You don't look the same. You don't talk the same. You're not acting the same. And my uncle comes home after 30 plus years of ministry and sits with me. This is three days now I haven't slept. Mm -hmm. I literally was like, I'm never sleeping again. I was so mm -hmm. radical. I'm never eating again. And he's like, Isaiah, what happened to you? And for 14 hours, I just cried. I told him God's real. God has a plan for our family. God's going to save my brother. God's going to save my sister. Mm -hmm. God's going to save all my friends. I see thousands of people coming to my living room. Mm -hmm. I see revival, which he's like, who's even telling you this? He's like, yeah. how do you know about revival? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just hearing God say. So I have this real radical encounter he said okay 14 hours of me telling him this he said okay calm down mm -hmm. what are we gonna write do me then? a facebook message yeah yeah exactly exactly <laughs> hold he's, on calm he's, down he's send like, me a so facebook what are message. we gonna do yeah, yeah. he's like what are we gonna do i said yeah. i don't know let's just start praying yeah. and dude we and i'm skipping you know hours of details sure. but we started a prayer meeting and within three to four months five to six hundred people were showing up to my living room we moved out all the furniture literally when i say all my friends were getting saved mm -hmm. bro all my friends were getting saved all my family got lit on fire all yeah. my aunts all my cousins just radical genuine organic no facebook no promotion no yeah. nothing i was just sharing my testimony god was moving thank god i had some spiritual fathers that were able to come over and mentor me and pour into me i started bible college i did four years i got a legit bachelor's degree in theology not a certificate from like some charismatic school i got a mm -hmm. legit theology degree went to bible college got trained in the word for a year we had revival at my living room which mm -hmm. was just crazy people outside you could see on youtube through the windows looking in moved into a building that packed out the first night and that packed out for two years, moved into another building. We're there for four to five years every single week. Mm -hmm. And I was with my uncle senior pastoring this revival. We called it revival church, but it was, it was like a revival happening every week. Mm -hmm. And then I traveled for 10 years full time, mm -hmm. preaching over 500 churches and uh, just been, I could sit here today and say I was, I'm more on fire now because people say, oh, you're going to burn out, brother. You're going to calm down. I'm more passionate about Jesus now than I've ever been in my life. Yep. And that encounter, dude, just radically changed me, radically so, changed me. So you said in in that encounter, you were walking up and you said it felt like someone was was pulling me, pulling you. Yeah. So do you think that that, that, that was God? The Holy Spirit. Just, well, now, the, now I know the Bible says no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was a scripture. I was just like, something's telling yeah. me to go up there. Yeah. So for sure, I think the Holy Spirit was beckoning me, calling me, mm -hmm. drawing me to that altar. Yeah. And those 400 kids, and from my yeah. knowledge, and the pastor told me this, yeah. he said, we didn't hear one other kid have an encounter that night. Yeah. Like not one kid came up and said, I had an encounter with God but me. So yeah, I think it was just God, it was my moment. It was yeah. it was on the calendar yeah. of heaven. I don't want to sound all spiritual about it, but well, I think it was my moment. I just think there's an interesting motif where it sounds like you had these otherworldly experiences yeah. as a kid and all this darkness, and then you have your moment of salvation. It seems like there's these otherworldly experiences that was pulling you into. Yep. And you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know why I'm walking forward. It it sounds very surreal. Like yeah. It sounds very like you're almost like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, it you felt I mean? like it. So, so, so it's just interesting how it's, it's the juxtaposition of both experiences sounds similar. And I needed it, Ruslan. Yeah, People yeah. say, well, why didn't God do that for me? I literally needed, for me to serve God, mm -hmm. it took me getting knocked off my high horse mm. onto the ground, which I know just those theologically watching, Saul was never on horse, but it's okay. Knocked onto the ground, mm -hmm. blind for three days, quote unquote, that type of level of encounter for yeah. me to say, I'm giving up everything. And dude, yeah. I gave up everything. Mm. I literally broke up the girls for four years because mm. it was toxic and yeah. ungodly. I left what I was doing in law enforcement. I called my sergeant mm. and I said, hey, I'm going to become a preacher. Mm. And you know what my sergeant said? 
have you lost your mind? What do you mean? I was like, no, man, God's calling me. I, dude, I left everything. I, I went home. I started breaking my Xbox over my knee, bro. I went like full out. Yeah. Like I'm giving everything. And no one, dude, this is the crazy part. No one told me to. Right, right, no right. one said, give everything. No one said, give up your Xbox, your movies. I had 40,000 songs that were bootleg because I was a big music guy. You were I had on 40, Oh, bro, I had 40,000. I was on LimeWire. Yeah, oh yeah, Lime I had 40,000 yeah. on LimeWire, deleted everything. I literally was like, what could I get rid of? Because I had this encounter that just changed. I was like, I don't want to lose this. Yes. I don't want to lose this encounter. So you you had this encounter, but but you're also very careful in saying that this is not normative. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Not by any means. Yeah. I I I listen and I'm like, okay, this is when I thought this was normal. I yeah. start talking to people. People are like, oh, I've never experienced. That. I've never. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is not normative. And it and also. I know people get mad when I say this. It wasn't normative in the New Testament. Not yeah. every single person was having these insane, which sure. I believe God, God can do whatever he wants. Yep. God could right now, everybody can, it doesn't matter. But for me, I, I think it was what I needed, but I don't think it's a normative experience. And yeah. that's why when I, every time I share this story, yeah. I tell people, do not compare your experience to mine. Yeah. Do not compare your encounter to mine. Cause I don't ever want to make someone feel bad. Mm -hmm. Like why well, I haven't spoken to right, 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 Why well, right. haven't? Cause I don't think that's the case for every single person, sure. but I mean, God's a supernatural God. Yeah. Why couldn't God not do something like this to an yeah. atheist? That's good. What do you think the biggest misconception about Isaiah Saldivar is? All I talk about is deliverance. I think because the clips that go viral are the deliverance clips, people have this idea that's like, all I talk about is casting out demons when I think I have 1,300 videos on my channel right now, and I think 50 or 60 of them, maybe 70 are about deliverance. And there's a whole story behind why I'm even doing, like I even put out deliverance content. But for me, there's a massive deficiency in the body of Christ. So if you go to the doctor and he says, dude, you have all this vitamin A in your system, but you're like so deficient on vitamin C, Mm -hmm. he's not going to say, go take more vitamin A. Mm -hmm. He's going to say, you have a deficiency, take some vitamin C. I truly believe in the body, there's a deficiency when it comes to setting captives free. Mm. So the reason why I'm teaching on it and preaching on it is because mm -hmm. I see there's a need, there's mm -hmm. a void. No one's hardly talking about it. Now it's becoming more, but I started teaching on it at the end of 2020. My whole deliverance thing that like I teach on started right after I got saved. Mm -hmm. The reason why I even got into deliverance mm -hmm. was because all my friends I was parting with were coming to my house. Yep. And I was praying for them and they would start growling, screaming, slithering, trying to crawl up the wall. And I'm like, so either I look at the Bible and go, oh, this is real. Or mm -hmm. I just tell all my friends that are not even just coming, barely getting saved. Oh, all of you are making this up. Mm -hmm. Like imagine telling an atheist that comes to your house, yeah. you pray for him. He starts growling and screaming. Demons start speaking out of mm -hmm. him. And then me saying, oh, brother, this is fake. Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you even mean, bro? Like, I'm not yeah. even a Christian. I don't even know. Yeah. So that was what led me into. So I started doing deliverance right after I got saved. But the emphasis was only at the end of 2020. Sure. And then I started making videos and teaching and stuff. Is it fair to say that some of your experience drove some of your methodology of ministry? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think every every single person that says that experience doesn't matter is lying to themselves. Mm -hmm. Every single person is shaped and dictated by experiences they go through in life. Yeah. If you have someone that grows up with an alcoholic dad and then he's D deals with abandonment, all these issues. You don't tell them, oh, well, that, you know, your experience doesn't matter. He's sure. like, dude, I had an alcoholic father for yeah. 30 years. So I think experience and how you're, what you see, what you experience, it does matter. Because yeah. a lot of guys that will say, oh, deliverance isn't for today, mm -hmm. they've never, number one, they've never even seen a deliverance. Mm -hmm. They've never been in one. Right, right. I've been in thousands and I'm like, no, it, like when, when the disciples came to, when John the Baptist's disciples came to Jesus and said, very plain, okay, we don't have to get all deep here. Are you the one or should we look for another? Mm -hmm. The Bible says in that very moment, Jesus healed the sick and cast out devils and told them 
Go tell John what you've seen and heard. The blind see, the deaf hear, demons are driven out. Basically, what Jesus said was, I'm showing you mm -hmm. who I am and what I am, and it's true. Mm -hmm. Don't give John a theological response. Mm -hmm. Don't try to tell John, well, in the Torah, go tell John, because of what you've seen, I am who I say I am. So to say like, oh, experience doesn't matter. Now, when it comes to theology and how we look at the word, of course, I love what Dr. Brown says. Dr. Brown says, if I prayed for a thousand people and not one of them got healed, mm -hmm. I would still believe that God's a healer because mm -hmm. the word of God says it. I, I will never base my theology off of experience, but experience definitely has to do with your methodology, mm -hmm. how you preach. But when it comes to like the, like real theology, like Dr. Brown says, my theology is not based on experience. Mm -hmm. My experiences are because of what the word of God says. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys say, well, you really need to cut up the word to get mm -hmm. it to say that. Sure, no, sure, sure. you need to get cut up the word to not to not see deliverance, yeah. to not see miracles. Yeah. Like you got to really stretch to yeah, not well, believe this stuff happens today. I think there's a obviously a, a massive spectrum yeah. of where people land on these things theologically. Um, have you ever heard of or looked at like the Wesleyan quadrilateral? Mm -mm. So John, I don't know if John Wesley coined this, but the Wesleyan quadrilateral is basically there's how we approach things. There's, there's four, there's a quadrant, right? Yeah. So there's um, scripture, right? Then there is... Um, church history. Okay, I have seen this before. Right? Yeah. Then there is uh, reason and just reasoning amongst ourselves. And then there's experience. You know, and so like we look at the Wesleyan quadrilateral and 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 that's a, a healthy way to navigate yeah. scripture to say, okay, well, tongues. Okay, yeah. well, what does scripture say? Well, was it for then? Is it for now? Is it da, 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 da? Okay, well, what does church history say? Yeah. Have there been outbreaks of people speaking in tongues, whether they're languages, other languages, whether they're prayer languages, Okay, well, yeah, there has some been these these outbreaks uh, throughout revivals throughout yeah. church history, right? Uh, okay, and, and can we reason among ourselves that God can do this in this way, and and do we see this as an experience that people are having? Yeah, right? so it's like this 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 Western quadrilateral, which I think is a is a solid way to approach some of these more like polarizing issues because. Some people are going to go, it's just scripture. Yeah. Other people are going to go, how dare you say scriptures contradict what I experience? Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I come back to, well, I'm a charismatic with a seatbelt. Yeah. You know, like, and that seatbelt is the word of God. What does the word of God say? What is, what is, and, and the experience has to submit to the word of God, which is kind of what Dr. Michael Brown yeah, says. Yeah. I think, I think the whole, even the charismatic with a seatbelt, I think a lot of guys wear a seatbelt, but they're in park. So I'm like, bro, a seatbelt, if you're sitting in park in a, in like a McDonald's parking lot and your yeah. kids are eating in the back, yeah. you don't need to have your seatbelt and you're not going anywhere. And a lot of guys, they aren't doing anything or going anywhere sure. and they have a seatbelt on. And I'm like, bro, what do you need the seatbelt for? You're yeah. not even like, you're not actively engaging in any of these spiritual practices sure. and you're calling us out. So you say, for example, you say, let's just say they believe that you can cast the demons because the Bible clearly says Jesus did everywhere. But you say the way I'm doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. Show me how you do it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh wait, you don't do it. So your, your answer is just don't do it. Your mm -hmm. answer is just people stay in bondage. At least we're out here trying. Maybe we could change this. And every day we're praying, we're reading, studying, going, okay, Lord, I'm every day mm -hmm. I get up and go, Lord, show me any areas of my life that are not of you. I submit myself. Like, I, bro, I live this out, like yeah. for real. Yeah. I really am 24 seven obsessed with the kingdom of God. And when I do like my verse by verse, which you'll never hear these guys talk about that mm -hmm. I've done, almost I'm like halfway through the New Testament, every single verse on live stream. What charismatic mm -hmm. does that? So mm -hmm. I'm not out here speaking out of the side of my neck. I have mm -hmm. 70 hours on YouTube of verse by verse yeah. um, teaching the Bible. So I think the whole, even the deliverance realm mm -hmm. is like, the Jesus everywhere he goes is casting out devils. It's massively needed right now. Yeah. 
we look at what's going on and we could go, I don't know how you want to go on this because I know I don't want to get you in trouble here on like YouTube and stuff, but you look at the whole transgender movement. I could go on story after story mm -hmm. of people involved in that. It's 100% demonic. There's yeah. a demonic... I, well, I wouldn't disagree with you. And by the yeah. way, I don't think the people who may disagree with you on the methodology of deliverance... Yeah would disagree with you. Yeah. I think most people would be like, yeah, there's some satanic going on but they, with that, but with that ideology. The they think it's like way out there in some like insane asylum or some dark corner. Mm -hmm. They don't realize how many people in everyday life are struggling with so many areas sure. that are clearly a spirit. Like for example, I have guys that come to me all the time that are normal, average guys that mm -hmm. me and you would know that we would talk to that would never tell you this, but have come to me and said, dude, I'm not, I'm not gay. I don't like, I would never get involved in anything gay. I would never mm -hmm. do anything like that. Mm -hmm. But I keep getting these weird thoughts about me and another guy. I, I don't know what it is. There's this thing in my head telling me, I don't like this. I don't want it. And I always ask him, you're, you're watching pornography. Well, yeah. What's the number one trending category in, in pornography is mm -hmm. lesbian pornography. It's like one or two. Mm -hmm. So here's what happens, Ruslan. This is a mystery. To me, it's still a mystery. These guys, they watch lesbian pornography, pervert, which is perversion, mm -hmm. obviously. I mean, sure. we don't have to debate that. That per spirit of perversion, they open the door to it. Uh -huh. That spirit of perversion comes into them. And now all of a sudden they go from, I'm this manly man. Why am I getting thoughts of me and another guy? Mm. Well, you have a spirit of perversion from that. You open the door. Mm. And we as humans, we're subject to spiritual powers. We mm. don't get to say, well, you can't come in. No, dude, you're out watching porn till all hours of the night. Yep. You're opening up a spiritual door. Sure. And I've seen guy after guy come to me and say, dude, I need help with this. Mm. And we've seen them get delivered. That spirit cast out. I'll tell you right now, for example, which I know you guys can edit this and whatever and cut it how you want. What's happened just recently with Mr. Beast's friend, Chris, mm -hmm. you're telling me that's not a spirit. Mm -hmm. You're telling me a guy goes from being married, a manly man, because I've seen i seen the guys that know him personally that yeah. put out videos saying, I know him. Mm -hmm. This is not him. Mm -hmm. This is not him. He's a lifted truck guy. He's yep. a chewing tobacco type of guy. Mm -hmm. He's a man's man. And I'm not advocating that lifestyle, but he's a man's man. Now you're telling me he wants to come out with a crop top on? Yep. Bro. Come on, that's yeah. a spirit. That's yeah, a spirit. again, I'm I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. Yeah, I, and again, and I would say the people who may be uh, uh, attempting to be Bereans about the word with regards to that are disagreeing with yeah. you. Yeah, you know, I think. Well, uh, they'll say like, "Well, where's that in the Bible?" Well, there's spirits of infirmity. There's spirits yes. of fear. There's spirits, sure, sloth sure, sure, spirits. Sure, sure. There's a dumb spirit. There's yes. a deaf spirit. There's a mute spirit. Yep. So there can't be a spirit of homosexuality. Says who? Right. Yeah. The Bible's not exhaustive. Sure. I did this live stream, and I'm not trying to flex here, but I want to prove a point. I did a live stream where I started the live and I said, I'm not ending till I read the entire New Testament on live. Did you know I did this? Mm -mm. Okay, so I started my live early in the morning. I went 13 hours straight mm -hmm. on live mm -hmm. speaking out. I read out the entire New Testament yep. for 13 hours, which is way harder than I thought it was. But I, Which translation I was, were you reading? NLT. Okay, so, okay. NLT is... But for 13 hours? For 13 hours is okay. hard. My I'm just is, saying it's not as hard as like the ESV no, 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 or the No, no when I say it was hard, I'm talking about when I got to Revelation, I was seeing like three different yeah, texts because yeah, yeah. I was I ate yeah. for one time, I took a five-minute break. Like sure. I went exhaustive. Sure. My point is this. I read the entire New Testament live yeah. for 13 hours. Yeah. How The New Testament is not exhaustive. If you're looking for every single right. answer to every single... I think, so I think I, we'd all agree on that. Yes, but I think we have this entire camp that goes, where's that in the Bible? Yet I'm like, okay, well, where's the senior pastor in the Bible? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I don't, I don't ascribe to that. So I would say... Spirit of homosexuality, of course. Spirit of this, of course. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Mm -hmm. You might not believe it. It's okay. We don't have to. It's not salvific. We yep. can still be friends. Yep. I know some of them will say, I'm going to hell. It's all good. Maybe, yep. maybe this. But I just think we go super radical and jump ship and go like, where's that in the Bible about yep. everything? Yep. And there's a double standard, in my opinion, I, I, with some of these I, camps. I would not disagree with you. 
you said earlier, you said you guys are always thinking and trying to refine yeah. what you're doing. Everything, dude. What are, what are some things you think could have been refined in the past? What yeah. are some things that you think you guys could have done different or so you specifically? Well, I think that for me in the early days, I was, of course, trying to learn, trying to figure things out. But like, let me give you one example. Posting videos of people getting delivered and not censoring them. I, I censor people now. In terms of their face. Their face, their gotcha. face. Okay. Because you have people like one lady, she's like, yeah, you can post it. Totally cool. All that. Post her testimony. She's like, well, my son just applied to Harvard and that video came up and he's looking, because Harvard, they don't play. They're mm -hmm. looking up your family, your sure. aunt. Your, she's like, can you censor? Can you blur my face? So I learned, okay, maybe we should just blur everybody's face. Because okay. it's, it's, it's a very sensitive moment. It's a sure. very vulnerable moment. Sure. And these people are coming to us. They trust us. So I literally haven't posted a deliverance clip like that in like probably a year and a half. Cause okay. I was just like, okay, I want to be very careful. Like when, when you have a camera and you're in a service, they know, okay, we're all being filmed. But when you're doing like these personal deliverances, mm -hmm. some of that stuff you can avoid some methods. I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Some of this could look bad. Some of this could look weird. So we're constantly refining. We're constantly looking at different things. Just even biblically, I was pre-trib. I taught pre-trib. I went and taught every verse out of the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. Dr. Brown comes in my life. And on live stream, he, he, he persuades you. Persuaded but me. That's, but Dr. Brown could persuade. But here's the thing. Persuade us though. But my point He's is, that good. I'm, I'm always going, okay, I want to be honest to the word yeah. of God. If I see something in the word of God that con is contrary to what I'm teaching, sure. then guess who's wrong? Me. Yeah. The word of God isn't wrong. So if I sure. see a Bible verse that contradicts deliverance or casting out demons, I'm going to stop doing it because mm -hmm. it contradicts. So I always look to the scripture and go, is this in scripture? Now, I will say this. I am ready right now to stand before God on judgment day mm -hmm. and say, Lord, I did what you said, told the disciples to yeah. do. I did what you did. How could you fault? How could you fault yeah. me at that? Yeah. Some guys aren't. I did, Some guys I, are like, I, oh, I don't know. I did my best with what I had in the scriptures yeah. and the way yeah. I saw you it. You literally did this and the disciples did it. So why would he not want me to do it? Do you think there's ever a time to, to tell people that you may not need deliverance? Yes. Because yeah. I think I've heard this from Pastor Mike, which I don't know how often they even do deliverance at V1. They do it every 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 service. All of yeah. us are pretty much, if you need deliverance, well, there's prayer. But I heard from Pagani that they, they they don't do deliverance. They do, but they don't do like the, we're going to announce we're doing mass sure, deliverance. Sure, sure, but sure. yeah, any of our mass churches. Okay, so that's yeah, what I'm, yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, specifically yeah. talking yeah, about mass deliverance. Yeah, yeah. We do deliverance at our church yeah, every yeah. Sunday, yeah. but it's not a mass deliverance. Yeah. Come up if you feel like you have an infirmity. It's a, if you need prayer. Yes, yes. Which I think when people say, we don't disagree with deliverance, I think what they're saying is, James, you know, if you have a sickness, have the elders lay the hand, yeah. lay hands on you and pray for you, right? I think most people would say, yes, come up and get prayer for whatever you need prayer for. It. Yeah. That's a good thing. I think most Christians say yes and amen. But it does seem like talking to Pagani, it does seem like talking to Pastor Mike, like there, there is a time where, yeah, I'm not going to let somebody come up three, four, five, six, seven times of consistently course. trying mm -hmm. to get a demon cast out. Yeah. When it might be, hey, bro, you just might have a mental illness. Yeah. You just, there might just be something off. Hey, yeah. Hey man, like you think you got the spirit of gluttony, but what you really do is have a lack of self-control. Yeah. You know, I think it goes both ways. I think there's a lot of that. The hard part is this. Number one, the spiritual realm is mysterious. No one knows it all, has it all together, but these worlds intersect all the time. Mm -hmm. So the world of mental illness mm -hmm. and the world of demons or su supernatural or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. they intersect. Mm -hmm. So some people, it's a spirit. Some people, it's mental. So it's hard to, sometimes the lines feel like they get blurred. Sure. So if someone keeps coming to me over and over again, I need more deliverance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what happened to your last deliverance? Did you not feel stuff leave you? Because maybe you went through prayer and, and didn't 
didn't leave you. It just, yeah. you manifested and you need more prayer. Cool. That's great. Let's pray again. I'm then you don't go to the doctor and the doctor says, no, we don't want to see you again. You already came last week. Sure. Like we're going to work with you. We're called to help you. But if you keep coming back, then I'm going to look at how's your life. Are you even reading? This is the first question I ask people when they come yeah. for deliverance. Do you read your Bible every day? What does your prayer life look like? Sure. Do you fast at least like once a month? I mean, yeah. give me something to yeah. work with. Because yeah. a lot of people, they give you like three sticks and they're like, build me a log cabin. Mm. I'm like, bro, you're not giving me nothing to work with. <laughs> you're not disciplined. You're on your laptop till two in the morning while mm. your wife's asleep. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm struggling. I know why you're struggling because mm-hmm. you get online at two in the morning when you should be in bed because you yeah. got to work early in the morning. Yeah. So there's some- You know, areas- I had a short that went viral. Really? And folks literally said, well, what does Isaiah say? I literally saying that. Really? Saying- <laughs> You, the reason why you're looking at porn is because you're up to like go to bed earlier. Yeah. It's not a demon. Yeah. And somebody was like, but okay. And so somebody was like, you, how dare you say this? Well, here I am. You know what I mean? Same yeah. Isaiah's face. Yeah. I'm like, I think we agree that sloppy living yes. can lead so to addiction. So that's one side. But then the other side is you have all these guys being like, that's just your flesh when it's really a demon. You cannot crucify a demon. Where, so if it's a demon. Agreed. Where, yeah. where, where does, where does original sin play into this like how, like jesus says in matthew 7 you who are evil yes can give good gifts yep so the roman says that we're at uh, uh with anonymity with god yeah the like flesh the flesh is at anonymity with god so where do you factor in the flesh for some of these things yeah because i i'll be honest with you man i think there was something that happened and we, we talk about that later yeah. on your stream and i've talked about it openly but i think a lot of my issues we're just in the flesh. Mm. They were just like, dude, you're just sloppy. Like you yeah. don't know how your willpower works. You don't know to go to sleep when your freaking wife goes to sleep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. like I was just a goober early on. I've been married for 15 years now and God's been so good in those areas. So like in your paradigm and with you, with, with, with this view, um, my concern becomes if everything's a demon, yeah. then what responsibility do we have to crucify the flesh? Yeah. Well, the problem is nothing's a demon now. So, well, no, 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 no. But, but I'm, you, we're not talking about other people. But I in, agree with yeah, yeah, yeah. you in that our, people can be demonized. Camp, people might be like everything's a demon, but in sure. the, the overarching, I, I, Christian I don't world, even, I don't even think in your small camp. I don't think you no, guys we believe never that. teach that. We've maybe some of you over and over again. Yeah, 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 yeah. A demon. like I don't like talking to Pastor Mike, talking to uh, uh, Pagani, all these. I don't so think I you guys question. believe that. The question that. is, what? How do you distinguish what the flesh would be yes. versus a demon? Yes. Well, number one, the flesh doesn't talk to you. That's okay. the number one way. A demon is an entity. Okay, sure. so it's a personality. Ephesians six. It's a person without a body. So they don't have flesh and blood. Uh-huh. They're literally personalities with no body. Okay. So that's what a demon is. Okay. So when you're talking about a demon, if you have a voice talking to you, that is not your flesh. Your flesh does not talk to you. But well, we all have self dialogue. We all have thought, your thought your own life. thoughts. Of course, sure. your own thoughts. Yeah. So I could think right now, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm gonna go eat. That's my yeah, own yeah. thought. If there's another yeah. voice, I'm thinking about where we're gonna go for yeah, lunch right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. If there's another voice saying, hey, or this is a telltale giveaway, and this is how I know I need deliverance, and I, I ended up getting deliverance when I right after I first got saved. Uh-huh. You're sitting down eating breakfast, and this mm-hmm. this is gonna resonate to tons of people. Some mm-hmm. people are gonna that's crazy, and other people that are going through this are gonna go, dude, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're sitting down eating breakfast, mm-hmm. a nice bowl of Captain Crunch, you're right, all berries, mm-hmm. no, just nice, full berry Captain Crunch. You're just eating nothing on your mind, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the most disturbing, twisted, perverted thought pops in your head. Okay. Just why mm-hmm. you're no you're not thinking about that you have no desire it's not you but you're getting this and this is what you do i come against the, i don't want that thought and you're trying to get out of your head and it's just this repeating loop that is demonic that is an overwhelming a demonic spirit do you think that's how god wants you, you to live but you don't that's not the flesh but you don't think we just have intrusive no. thoughts because we're broken in sin no i don't think so why not because the flesh and the sin nature 
isn't going to sit there and just... So that means we live all of our life just constantly having sinful, lustful no, thoughts? No, 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 We take every thought captive to but the Word of God, I, I and, I, and I memorize Scripture. I don't think it's normal to have intrusive thoughts all day long. What do you mean by intrusive thoughts? Let's, maybe we need to be more specific. Okay, so an intrusive thought would be you're doing something completely un... Yeah. Completely un... Uh, completely off topic, yeah. like I just said, eating cereal, sure. and a thought intrudes your mind that's demonic. A thought of a guy and a guy, for example, mm -hmm. is demonic. Yes. If you get that thought while you're eating breakfast, there might be something on board. I've never gotten that thought. That's what I'm saying. So maybe you don't need <laughs> So maybe you don't need I've never gotten I mean, that thought. We can do a deliverance right now. I've never gotten that no, thought. No, no. Because like, I'm just know, thinking, I think a lot of people get intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people I don't will think have, perverted intrusive thoughts are normal. Okay, so, so, okay, that's what I said. Let's be specific. Yeah. So if someone is eating breakfast and they're like, you know what? I was born in the wrong body. Yeah, That's, and, and then they marinate on that. Yeah, and, and so so maybe some maybe I don't know, but I think people do get intrusive thoughts in okay all types of not scenarios. every single. Well, let me be clear. I'm just saying these are signs you might have a demon. You might not every single okay. time. No, no, no. Let's, uh, yeah, it's not every single person has an intrusive thought has a demon. My point is this is a sign or a symptom God. that there's a demon. Right? We're just talking about signs here. We're not talking okay. about every single intrusive gotcha, thought gotcha, before gotcha, all y'all gotcha, clip gotcha. this. We're talking gotcha, about okay. when you're over, being dominated. Right? Sure. Ephesians six talks about wor how they're world dominators. Yes. They dominate you. Yeah. That's what these spirits do. So okay. a voice that's not yours. Okay. Okay. Uh, these intrusive and might, thoughts. A might. The caveat is might. Yes, Got might. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, it could cool, be a cool, sign cool. you have a demon, right? Okay. Desires to harm yourself. Like your flesh, okay. which we, we don't have time to go into the whole thing about the flesh. Your flesh is that sin nature. The Bible yes. says nothing good dwells in the flesh. Yes. We all know we have a flesh. Yes. We all have a proclivity to be at war with God. Yes. We are, like you said, at enmity with God. Yes. I completely understand that the flesh is real. We need to crucify. We need to discipline, discipleship, yep. prayer, the word. Yep. All these things are ways yep. to crucify the flesh. Yes. That is not what I'm talking about. That's okay. There's laziness in me. There's, de there's desires yeah, in me yeah, that yeah. shouldn't be there. Whatever. You crucify your flesh. I'm going to submit that to God. I'm talking about these overwhelming, dominating personalities uh -huh. that live inside of people and remain undetected for years. Huh. Do you know how many 50-year-old, 60-year-olds we do deliverance on that are like, I've had this my whole life and thought this was normal? Hmm. I didn't know it wasn't normal. Yeah. There was a girl I had on my podcast a few weeks ago. She's our worship leader of our church. She would walk in the room and every room she walked into, mm -hmm. a voice would say, everyone in here hates you. Nobody likes you in this room. No, And she would cut herself. She would eat, overeat, vomiting, mm -hmm. bulimic. She had all these things, right? Grew up in a perfect home. Her parents owned this big company. Yep. But that's what I'm saying. That I get you. voice I get was you. a demonic spirit. If someone has a great upbringing and there's like no signs of trauma and they're having that, those sorts of, like, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I guess my question just becomes like, man, I think humanity, according to Matthew yeah. 7, yeah. Is evil absolutely in a, in our raw sense like yeah. we're, we're evil and though and demons take advantage of our our desires to be evil yes. and to do wrong things and they overarch on themselves yeah. and they you know like for example let me just give you one quick example I didn't take pictures for ten years okay? yeah, yeah I didn't that. know yeah, why yeah. Uh -huh. I didn't know why why do I not like take pictures I don't mm -hmm. know I couldn't make eye contact Ruslan yeah. for years my yeah. I was in law enforcement and in my class my sergeant would be like look me in the eye I couldn't look him in the eye huh. I don't know why so mind you here I'm don't know why. Yeah. Days after I got saved, I end up realizing I need deliverance, which is a whole story. My little sister ends up praying for me. All these demons are screaming out of me, mm -hmm. like a real deliverance. Mm -hmm. One of those spirits was the spirit of shame. It literally said out of, out of, of me, I'm the spirit of shame. I don't want to leave the whole thing that happens mm -hmm. in deliverance, which you can ask me a question about that, whatever. The spirit of shame left me. I had a dark countenance physically. Mm -hmm. We're talking physical. Again, these worlds, the supernatural world, mm -hmm. Colossians 1, 16, 2 Corinthians 14, these worlds intersect with the natural world. Mm -hmm. So in the natural world, I couldn't make eye contact. Mm -hmm. I had a dark figure, dark eye, circles were my eyes, dark countenance. Mm -hmm. In the supernatural world, there's a spirit of shame in me mm -hmm. causing me to be this way. I didn't know though, because I, I didn't know I had a spirit. I didn't know I had a demon. Mm -hmm. The spirit comes out. 
I'm able to make eye contact. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I would never be able to do this. Mm -hmm. My dark countenance is gone, mm -hmm. all because I had the demon living in me. I didn't know it was there. Because again, people are like, well, if a demon's there, I would know. No, that's yeah. the goal is they want to remain undetected. So again, that was a physical change in my life got from you. deliverance that I would have got never you. known was there unless I got deliverance. Got you. How, how many demons would you say have been delivered from you or taken out of you? Out of me personally? Yes. I had one deliverance right after I got saved. Probably nine or 10 were there. Okay. That, but I haven't gone through more deliverance since then. You have not gone through any no, more No, I got delivered then. right after I got saved. Uh -huh. I had a friend come pray for me because I felt like I had a generational curse that yeah. was like totally manifesting. Yeah. This was probably like six months after being saved. Uh -huh. a, a generational curse of adultery, which uh -huh. adultery runs in the last 10 generations of sure. my bloodline. Sure. So I felt God said, you have this curse on you. And a friend came over and prayed and it literally manifested and I felt like it broke, okay? Yeah. But other than that, I haven't been through any like radical and i'm not opposed to it at all mm -hmm. i'm every time i'm praying for people mm -hmm. i'm the first one to be like lord if there's anything in me get it out of me yeah, i have zero pride i'll go on my live with ten thousand viewers and be like hey i'm here too for prayer mm -hmm. i'm the first one at the altar of my own sermons mm -hmm. so i don't have this thing of like i'm on this high horse sure, and everyone sure, needs sure, deliverance sure. i'm always every service i do i'm the first one at the altar every time on my knees so 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 that was a one-time occurrence yeah and then fast forward uh you've been with the lord yeah th 13 years yep. 12 years something 12 like that. Years, 12 years married yeah. 10 years how many demons do you think are out there? Different types or like just period? Just because I'm just thinking from like, man, if if you had eight demons and maybe- Oh, dude. Right, and, and to be fair, you did yeah. say this isn't normative. I go, well, I mean, the population of the world yeah. is only 8 billion people. Yeah. And 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 so like how- it, This is- it, Like it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. How could you have 10 and that guy has 100? And right, because- like and again, I'm not saying that demons aren't real, and, I, and I'm not saying that you can't open yourself up to. I've already given you examples of yeah, how I think that's yeah. possible. I'm just saying if everyone that's coming up for these deliverance, sir, I, and I'll give you my my like what, what I think, my perception of it yeah. all. I'll give you my perception of it all in a bit, but like just from a sheer quantity standpoint, like so then are we saying there's trillions of demons? Yeah, probably. Out there? I mean, how many angels are there? How many angels? I don't there know. Are millions times millions, or what yeah. is the translation someone did? They did like a calculation. They, they did like, a calculation. Yeah, in Revelation, okay. it says like something times something, and they're like, uh -huh. "There's millions of angels." I don't know the number. Okay. And I honestly, it's not a big argument for me. But there's two theories of where demons come from. Some argue, which I don't know if you know the two theories. Some argue that they are fallen angels. Uh -huh. So in the right. rebellion, one third of the angels sure, fell. Sure, 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 sure. Those are the demons. Yeah. There's another theory. They're disembodied spirits of the Nephilim, which the Nephilim are in Genesis heard, six, both, the sons yes. of God. Okay. Yes. So they were people that were hybrid, and mm -hmm. their spirits are still around their mm -hmm. demons. There's a, I don't know, I don't, Derek Prince would lean on the disembodied spirits. He was a big time like Greek scholar that mm -hmm. preached deliverance. Mm -hmm. And then like a guy, which you might not know him, but his name's Don Dickerman. He's done like 10,000 deliverances, very like well-recognized. Mm -hmm. Used to be a Baptist and then got involved in deliverance and everything. He goes in prisons, did a lot of deliverances on like famous serial killers in the 70s and 80s when that mm -hmm. was a big thing. He would say 100% they're fallen angels. And they both have their arguments for him. I don't fully know where, or I, I honestly don't fully care what they are, where mm -hmm. they came from. I just know Jesus dealt with them. Sure. In Matthew 10, he yeah. commissioned his disciples. In Luke 10, he commissioned the 72. Sure. And then the Bible says those that believe they will cast their demons. And more than that, like you could take out Mark 16 because a lot of guys, well, that was in the original manuscript. That's sure. cool. Acts chapter eight, Philip cast out demons. So we can go through like yeah. the book of Acts. But my whole thing is like, they're still here. They didn't go anywhere. They yeah. were around when Jesus was around. They're here now. And so I would say there's an untold amount. We're thinking like me and you are sitting here. We're thinking in like a three-dimensional logical realm, mm -hmm. but we're talking about like a spiritual realm that our finite minds can't even grasp. Like mm -hmm. the things that go on in the spirit realm are ungrasped. Like we can't grasp them. Like the spatial, how could like a hundred demons fit in a person? I don't know. Yeah. How does that work? I, I'm trying to figure it out. Like 
and a mental ascent when yeah. in reality, these are spiritual principles. So yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there could be uh, 10 million. There could be a hundred million. I have no clue. There's, yeah. there's a lot. I'm just though. saying if there's 10 million or a hundred million, yeah. that, 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 that would then because a billion is a thousand yeah. million. There's a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, it wouldn't be like everyone has a demon. Yeah. Here's the theory I have. What if there's demonic influence over the ideologies of the world and there's a, there, there becomes this thing with the trans stuff, for example, yeah. as a social contagion? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, like instead of going person to person, we're going to create a zeitgeist in the air where people are under demonic influence, but maybe it's not a physical... Here's another crazy thought. I just heard last night that the number four, number five, number one most watched porn on Pornhub is transgender porn. How crazy is that? This is a sickness. Is that not real? I wish you could hear my sound effects. Is right it like, now. that's goofy or whatever uh, your thing is? No, I hate it. This is a sickness. Is that not real? No, it's... Is that for real? Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Yuck. And you know what gets, you want me to get worse? I think Michael Knowles did a video on this yeah. yesterday, the day before. Yeah. There's transgender hypnotic porn where it hypnotizes you. So oh! I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that because it's dark and disgusting and vile. Ugh. Here's my point, Ruslan. <laughs> Here's my point. Yeah. Bro, the world, yeah. and I've had to deal with this being involved in this ministry. Yeah is so much darker than you and I can imagine. Oh, no. Okay, I, 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 I won't you. tell you what it was, but yeah. a week ago, I get a lot of letters in my PO box. Sure. I got a letter from a lady. I won't I won't even say, I won't, I don't want to go into it because it's, it's, there's no, I would never repeat this. Yeah. She basically told me what her and her husband were doing to their kids. And I will tell you, I was sick for a week. I, my stomach turned all day. I was nauseated. Yeah. I just realized the world is so much more dark and vile than we can imagine. Yeah. The you look at like what happened, for example, we always go back to like Auschwitz, mm -hmm. the darkness, but it's even worse than that. Mm -hmm. Christians are being tortured and martyred in ways we can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, the devil's like alive and well in sure. the world. And sure. these demons are extremely dark. You look at like mental hospitals, the sane asylums. Yeah. I have a, a cousin that works at one where these people are literally just empty shells. Uh -huh. It's so bad that at this, the mental hospital by us, you can volunteer. Think about how dark this is, Ruslan. You can volunteer to take these people on walks. Uh -huh. They're so demonized and so mental illness demons, call it whatever you want. Sure. They're in such darkness uh -huh. that they no longer can walk themselves, that you you literally put them on, put them on, you know, and yeah. walk, walk people because the devil's they've been so demonized. And if you go to them, yeah. my cousin or, or they're over medicated. Well, that too. Both, <laughs> both. You know, they got there. Their though. drugs be hitting different. They, I say they got there for <laughs> That's a, a different breed. They got there for a reason, though. Uh -huh. Like the guy at the tombs. Yeah. Do you think they would put him in Mark Five in an insane asylum? Of course. I think today we probably would put him in an insane so asylum. So a lot of these people are locked away. I'm just saying there's a level of demonization. I won't even get into like the people that I'm helping that are in the occult. That's a whole nother world. Sure. But there's a level of demonization. The modern person is like, well, I don't. And I'm not. They're not pushing, trying to be rude to you, but yeah. they would be like, I don't know if there's that many demons. But when you start realizing like what people and you you get in touch with like and our church we have about well last week we had like 3000 cuz Easter mm -hmm. we have a large four services we did five last week every service people outside lined up and mm -hmm. I'm talking to thousands of people I'm praying for people yeah. I do this like all my days off I'm doing deliverance on people so you start hearing stories of real people and mm -hmm. again you can be a keyboard warrior Facebook theologian and a couch prophet on your computer being like this is false brother in the comments this isn't real but it's like dude we're out in the trenches working with mm -hmm. people I'm doing this every single day dealing and working with people along with everything else that I'm yeah. doing and you just go like man this is there's a lot of people struggling and there's not uh, enough yes. people doing which, the work which I think we would, we would agree there's a lot of people struggling but do you think there's any degree of this where it is people who are it's it's cos a small it's, amount it's cosplay a like, small amount. like they want to be a part of the show a small amount and and they want maybe they want the attention okay let me put it this way i've yeah. met one person i've mm -hmm. done deliverance for 12 years now yeah 
we and it wasn't even me that met them. My yeah. team did one deliverance out of thousands, uh -huh. one that the person after two hours was like, I've been faking it this whole time. One. Yeah. Well, so, I, don't, I don't think they would always admit they're faking it. Well, I mean, you know? how do you fake it? How do you fake it? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm saying if I'm if I'm analyzing it, like I would say- Yeah, you're saying like are people coming just to be part? Yeah. There's some, of course, like yeah. anything, of course. Hey, you're on YouTube. Yeah, of course. You have a massive platform. Yeah, of course. They think, you know, if they touch the hem of Isaiah's garment, yeah, of course. something cool I, will happen. I say at my services. <laughs> I say at my services, I'm like, I have no power. I yeah. say this at the end of every altar call yeah. or before we call them up. Sure. I have no power, I have no yeah. authority. Do not wait in line for me. Yeah. You can find these videos on. Do not grab the hem of my long sleeve. Yeah. I say this because I always wear long sleeves. Yeah. I joke about this, but no, I would say the majority of them are genuinely coming up saying, I want to get free and they're normal people. Yeah. Dude, I'm talking about business owners, school teachers, sure. police officers. Sure. You'd be surprised when I talk to people after service. Oh, I'm a judge out here in the ninth. I'm like, what? You're a judge. These yeah. are like, some of these people are high profile yeah. and they're like, I've been going through this since I was a kid. I yeah. came to see if there's anything there. Yeah. Some come up, Ruslan, nothing's there. Okay. They don't manifest. There's no demon. Yeah. Not every person that comes up is getting delivered. What percentage would you say? That come up? That that come up. Okay, so we're oh. saying if you feel like you need freedom, come up. So they already in their mind are like, okay, I'm coming up. So it weeds out a lot of the crowd. Okay. If you don't feel like you need freedom, you're not going to come up to get okay. freedom. So the ones that come up that actually manifest, like mm -hmm. I could for sure say, okay, there's a spirit there, they're manifesting, they're growling, screaming, foaming at the mouth, mm -hmm. throwing up whatever manifestation you want to say. And the mm -hmm. word manifest means what's hidden to be brought to light. That's sure. all it means. Sure. So I would say probably like 50%, maybe 60, maybe okay. less sometimes, depending though. It depends okay. what, what, you know, where you're at and everything like that. It sounds like the most controversial part that people would see about your ministry is that some of these people are Christians. Yes, of course. Some of That's the people, only controversy. Some of the people are Christians, the weeds of oppressed Versus possessed. Versus possessed. Yeah. Um, I think some of these people, I think a lot of these people aren't Christian, by the way. Okay. I don't, I think, I think the folks that are getting demons, I think a lot of them may not be Christian, okay. have never been saved. That's a bold statement. You know, I think I'll tell you I why think, after that's a bold statement. I, th I think they're, I think they're coming up because they may need legitimate deliverance. You know, um, I think some of them are, are, are saved, you know, and maybe something latched on. I think some of them might, uh, I said that earlier, it might be, a, yeah, it might yeah. just be a, a thing they're doing, you know. I think some of them might be lazy. I yeah. think some of them may not want to know what it like what what it is like to crucify their flesh, and so they're looking for the magic bullet. Let me do this. It's just like in fitness. Yeah. Let me take I this. I think that what you're saying is is a small majority. A, a small, small, small minority. From what I've seen, from just in, what I've seen. in terms of which part? Of terms of people coming up for deliverance, you're saying I think some of them are lazy, some of them aren't Christians. I would say you're naming like a small percentage of each group that probably okay. is at the altar coming up. Because okay. some of our events, we just did one with 5,000 people. Yeah. So these are massive events. Sure. Like these are huge, huge But you events. don't think somebody can be self-deceived into thinking they're a Christian when they're not? Oh, of course. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's also disingenuous. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me yeah, phrase go it ahead, this go way. Ahead. The people who have what we would, what, when, where, where, the line of like fully inhabited mm -hmm. by someone where they can't even control yeah. their Which, body, right? I don't right, even right? know that exists, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say those people, I don't know if all of those people are yeah, Christian. That's so rare the, though. The person, I've probably met no one that feels that way. Yeah, the person takes over their that's body. like, I went down the rabbit hole of trans porn on YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. and something latched on to my flesh because I did some weird stuff. Yeah. I played with a Ouija board. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. that person I think can be saved and have something latch onto their flesh. Yeah. You know, and I think they may need some sort of prayer and maybe anointing oil and maybe something dramatic needs to happen, music, yeah. worship. I think all that stuff, I think all that stuff is possible. I think to your point earlier, is like how much of it is normative? How much of it is 
uh, emotional, how much, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. that's, that's where we can get in the weeds. But your position is that a Christian cannot be possessed. No. Possession, okay, here's my position. So let me first talk about the Christian. I don't think they're really a Christian. Mm -hmm. I had a pastor's wife of a large church I was doing a training at a couple years ago, mm -hmm. and this is the senior pastor of a, of a large church, well-known. So this is not like, you know, the third associate down on the sure. youth group. Sure. She came up to me and said, I heard your teaching on deliverance. I did a leadership, like, and they had John Maxwell the year before. Yep. So John Maxwell to me, I told him, I was like, bro, I'm coming that's in. A, that's a big contrast. That, that, well, he was teaching leadership and he's like, can you come in and teach deliverance? I'm like, bro, I'm not near, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's a whole different world, yeah. but he wanted to. So I was like, fine. So yeah. I taught his pastors. We were in Tennessee, but the church is not in Tennessee. It was a yeah. retreat. Yeah. His wife comes up to me after, cause we were like, we're going to pray. Whoever needs deliverance, we'll pray for you. Mm -hmm. These are all pastors, by the way, mm -hmm. only pastors. Mm -hmm. And his wife said, Isaiah crying. For 25 plus years, every Sunday when my husband's preaching, I hear curse words in my head. Mm -hmm. I hear something saying, F God, blaspheming God, mm -hmm. tear your Bible, blaspheming. Because that's, that's another symptom of you hearing blasphemy, mm -hmm. blasphemous thoughts. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Revelation, the beast has written blasphemy all over him. Mm -hmm. She says, I hear this. Now, do I tell her you've been in ministry for 25, 30, 40 years, however many, this mm -hmm. guy's traveled the world, all that, and you're not a Christian, honey? Mm -hmm. Or do I say, maybe there's something there? Yeah. So I just said, let me pray for you. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not here to tell you whether you're a Christian or not. I could care less. That's on you. Sure. I'm just going to pray for you because that's yeah. what I've been called to do. I've yeah. never, yeah. there's no other scripture where it says I should determine whether you're saved or not. Yeah. I'm not the judge of no one's salvation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know whether you're saved yeah. or not. I can't tell you that because yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. So I prayed for her and she started screaming, manifest, and she yeah. got full on delivered. Yeah. My point of it is, for someone to come up to me vulnerable and say, I think I need deliverance, the last thing I'm going to do is say, oh, maybe you're not a Christian. Yeah. Like, that's so wild. Yeah. So now instead of attacking the demon, yeah. I'm putting your salvation on the chopping block yeah. and being yeah. like, maybe you're not saved. So yeah. I just wanted to touch on that. I don't really get in the weeds. I would take the stance that like Sam Storms has a really good, like studious article on this. Um, the stance is this, possess is not a biblical reality. There's in the Greek language, even in the Hebrew, there is no word that denotes demon possession. Mm -hmm. And that is an ownership of a demon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just, I'm going to make it very basic. So there's no principle or idea. And Sam Storm says, which I love, he's like, what does the devil own? We mm -hmm. could even debate that. Does the mm -hmm. devil own anything? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't find one verse where it says the devil has ownership of mm -hmm. anything. So how could the devil own you or possess you? Mm -hmm. So possess isn't biblical when it comes to, let me be clear, when it comes to a person having a demon or being demonized. Mm -hmm. Oppressed is also not a biblical reality when it comes to a person having a demon. So daimonizomai, which is the Greek word, we've all sure. debated this, it literally means, if you Google this, it'll say usage to be under the power of a demon. Now, what guys will do is they'll say, well, this is the new, this is the translation, the King James 1611. The, they yeah, translated possessed. it to possessed. Mm -hmm. That's not the translation. It's to be under the power of a demon. So here's what I do. I say, we're going to go with the original Greek, which is to be under the power of a demon. And, mm -hmm. and again, Sam Storms has a crazy studious article on this. I don't believe in possession. I don't believe in possession. I believe people can have demons. Doesn't matter if you're a Christian, if you're an atheist or you're a cat. A, mm -hmm. a person can have a demon. And if a demon's there, then we're going to cast the demon out of you. Yeah, I just, I just looked up the word. and it, Yeah, it'll say usage to be under the power of a demon. To be under the power of a yeah, demon. Yeah, because possessed is not a Greek word. It's literally mm -hmm. not. And that's what Sam Storms argues. Derek Prince argues that. There's a bunch of guys that would agree with it. But that's kind of like the orthodox taken deliverance. Um is there's no there's no possessed in the Greek like mm -hmm. the word possessed doesn't exist it's mm -hmm. translated in, in the King James version so right. that's done a big so you're disservice. saying it was a mis mistranslation well no it's translated into a word that an English word that means to have ownership and there's no word that means to have ownership in the Greek when it comes to demons gotcha so it, it I wouldn't say it's a mistranslation I would say there's not a word in the English can, can a demon have ownership of a non Christian though no demons don't own anything what they does a demon own okay. no okay okay well not, in my not, opinion, not, in my not, opinion. Not, not ownership in the sense of like they own your soul but yeah. ownership in that they have control a, of a, your a, body a, 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 autonomy, autonomy. autonomy. Yeah. No, i don't think so don't think i've so. met okay. a few people that are very deep in the occult one guy spent 30 years in brazil uh -huh. 
inviting demons into him. Mm -hmm. I did deliverance on this guy. This is all. This is a rare zero point one percent guy uh -huh. that was thirty years in the jungles of Brazil, inviting mm -hmm. demons that were thirty feet tall in his mind sure. into him. And he's like, they took over my body. I'm not going to debate you. I think at that level, that's a special circumstance. Maybe a demon can take over your body. I've heard serial killers say, yeah. I blacked out. You've probably heard this. Sure, I blacked sure, sure. out. I woke up and they were dead. Maybe. But the 99% of people we do deliverance on, there ain't no demon able to fully just take fully, over and start. No. Got it, got it. Bro, so they any, still have bodily autonomy. Yes, anyone that's okay. cutting their arm, okay? Mm -hmm. They're cutting their arm. Let me be clear on this. Mm -hmm. The demon's giving them desire, mm -hmm. telling them to, but they are taking the razor and they are doing it. Mm -hmm. Anyone that takes their life, of course, we can go into, I don't want to go into like alcohol and drugs, how that sure. plays, because that's a whole nother world. Sure. They are, the demon is not taking over their body, sure. grabbing the gun. The only way I would say maybe that's a possibility when you get deep, deep, deep into the occult gotcha. and you become, you know, a bride of Satan or something. Yeah. But yeah, I would say, but, yeah. but let me go back to the point really quick on the yeah. Christians having demons. So here's, here's the thing. Doesn't matter you're Christian, non-Christian, you open a door, you can let something in. If somebody breaks into your house tonight, yeah. coming through a window you left open, does that thief own your house? Or you wake up in the morning sure. and go, oh, you own my house. No, he doesn't own it because he's in it. Yeah. You kick him out. Yeah. So I would say, Christian, non-Christian, if you have a demon, and let me also be clear on this, demons and Sam Storms would also argue this, demons are always only in you, okay? The idea, and I, and I know you talked about like latch on, but just biblically, the idea of a demon just on you mm -hmm. is not biblical. And I say it's not biblical because Jesus only cast demons out. Mm -hmm. He never cast demons off. Nowhere in scripture okay. will you ever see him casting off. So like in a real sense, sure. demons live inside of bodies according to Matthew 12. They call us, Jesus literally said, the demon comes back and says, I will return to my home. Yeah. So Jesus in Matthew 12 tells us a demon calls us its home and then lives inside of us. Now we could go into like, when you sin and open a door, is a demon going to come in every time? I don't believe personally they do. I think okay. that when you sin, say like you watch pornography, you open a door. It doesn't mean every time a demon comes in, yeah. but I think it somehow has an opportunity to come in, but I it think, doesn't every time. I think time. the tough part though is, is when you say in you and not on you. Yeah, right? on you is not biblical. There's nowhere in the Bible where demons on anybody. But the, but the hard part is if the Holy Spirit is in us yeah. and has inhabited us and has given us new hearts, yeah. as Ezekiel says, 100%. as, as uh, uh, Philippians 2 says, he's given us new desires. Yeah, how could a demon be there? The Holy Spirit is there. Yeah. So how can a, yeah, how could a demon be inside how of could, something? How could cancer? Like okay. I have a friend recently I was talking to, he's yeah. like, I believe there's a spirit of infirmity. I'm like, so you believe like according to Luke 13, the woman had a spirit of infirmity. Do you mm -hmm. believe that Christian could have a spirit of infirmity and cancer? He's like, yeah. Well, then how could he have a spirit of infirmity? Where does that spirit go? Yeah. So like Paul says, so, so wait, 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 don't wait. be ink. I, I would say cancer is a byproduct of the fall. Okay, so like do you ever is, think there's a time where sickness could be a demon or demonic? I think I think there can be, but I'm saying I think in our context of someone- So how does cancer and the Holy Spirit live together in the same body? Because- in the same way that people can be sinning while they're, they still have the Holy Spirit. This, that's my point. You could still have a demon, a dark personality yeah, in but you. Yeah, but I would say it's different when it's the flesh versus when there's something in you. Okay, like so another how could the, personality be How would you. you do this? How would the Holy Spirit be able to dwell at a nightclub where there's demons there? How can the Holy Spirit... And the demon... What, what do you mean? Okay, so if you're like... And, and what do you mean by dwell? Like anywhere. So we uh -huh. know the Holy Spirit takes up all, all, all space, all place. Like he's, the Holy not, he's, everywhere. he's omnipresent, but everywhere. He's, not, he's not revealing himself and, and but doing he's, stuff. But he's everywhere at all, all time, right? All places. God is everywhere at all times. Yeah, time, I mean, yes. Orthodox would be the Holy Spirit. God is, fill, sure, fills sure, all sure. space. Sure. Let's just say it that way, yeah. okay? So if God fills... If you would say, well, God can't show up at a nightclub. If uh -huh. I'm preaching a nightclub, God can't show up. Like if I if I'm at a nightclub, let's uh -huh. just say, and I'm doing an evangelism, which I don't do by the way, but to say I did, yeah. and I'm talking to the person next to me, like, hey, let me pray for you, yeah. and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to show up at that nightclub. Yeah. 
oh, sorry, Holy Spirit, there's demons here. You and demons can't dwell together. So this is the and this sure. is the argument Sam Storms brings mm -hmm. is we're again thinking of spatial proximity mm -hmm. in the body mm -hmm. when the spirit realm doesn't work like, well, how could the Holy Spirit? Because then it would be like, well, how's the God and a demon dwell anywhere? How does a demon dwell anywhere if God's everywhere? So that's why I don't ascribe to like, well, how could God and the demon? My theory and theology, and you guys don't have to agree, whatever, is that the demons would work or dwell. You can mm -hmm. go, some say the flesh, because the Bible mm -hmm. says nothing good dwells in the flesh. Sure. Some say demons dwell in the soul. I would lean and ascribe towards they would dwell in the soul, which is the mind, the will, the emotions. Uh -huh. And that's where you could have a bad, still have a bad thought. You could still do bad things, even sure. though you're a Christian. It's like saying a Christian can't masturbate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I, you I, still I, can't, even though you're Christian, just you like can. you could still be sick. Yeah. You could still do drugs. Yes. Could a Christian still get drunk? You know what I'm saying? Yes. I yeah. think the tough part is that if we are born again, new creatures, new spirit, yeah. there is an element of flesh still there. Yeah. Right? And a soul. You're still, and still a, being and redeemed. And a soul. And I think to say that, so then where's the spirit and in where's your spirit. the demon? Yeah, well, it depends. You know if you're I mean? a trichotomist, so you believe in like the trichotomy of, uh, the trichotomy of a person, mm -hmm. you believe, you might not be that I am, you mm -hmm. believe in like body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. So like body would be physical, sure. soul would be the mind, the will, and the emotion, sure. and spirit would be your spirit, the okay. Holy Spirit. So what I believe is this, and this is not unorthodox, by the way. Mm -hmm. I believe that when you're born again, mm -hmm. your spirit becomes new, you become alive in Christ, yep. you die with Christ, you're resurrected in, into new life, right? Sure, sure. And now your spirit is made perfect. So mm -hmm. that, for example, if you die and you have a demon, you mm -hmm. still can go to heaven. Mm -hmm. The demons aren't going with you, your spirit, mm -hmm. you're saved, you're not unsaved because you have a demon. Okay. So your spirit, that's the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. Then you have the realm of the soul, which would be your mind, your will, and emotion. Can I still have a bad thought? Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I still do bad things with my body? Well, yeah. Do I still have desires maybe that are wrong? Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. it doesn't mean I don't have the Holy Spirit. It just means my mind, my will, and emotion are subject to change, which is why I read the Bible. Sure. I, I study, I pray, because I'm renewing my mind. Yeah. So that's where the, now some other guys that are in deliverance, they say, well, no, it lives in the flesh because the flesh, nothing good dwells. And you can argue that. I just personally go more on the, they dwell in the realm of the soul. Okay. But you also have to remember, we're not talking about like a one bedroom apartment where the devil and a demon where the holy spirit and a demon are looking at each other yeah. we're talking about different places in the human person yeah. and these are again mysteries that i wish i could sit here russell and say a hundred percent this is how it works yeah. but i still learn every day something new that i'm like oh i didn't even know that yeah. i got to talk to a guy who did fifty thousand deliverances in the yeah. last 50 years yeah. he told me every day i learned something new so i'm like i haven't done near that you know i've been at yeah. it for 12 years but my point is um, yeah, there's a lot of mystery and a lot of complexities to just, well, how could the Holy Spirit and a demon dwell? One guy said like, well, we're not a haunted house. And I'm like, bro, it's not, it's not like that. We're not, we're not talking about like spatial proximity in us where the Holy Spirit's yeah. trying to shove himself in us. Yeah. We're talking about spiritual realm. I, I, I hear you on the spiritual realm. And then I think, I think that's a fair point. I think the tough part is we see a lot of like passages repeatedly. He was greater than us is greater than what's in the world. Yeah. We see this like consistently throughout scripture, like the, we are temples of God yeah. now all of these different things. And so I think, but let me just real quick, because I love what you're saying. Every single place we we see those, because mm -hmm. I've done video after video talking about these, sure. none of them relate to demon demonization ever. Now, yeah, one- I, I, I'm not saying yeah, they like I'm saying it reveals to our dark. identity. Yeah, our but, identity but you is can't like, just plug the verse that says like, don't partner with unbelievers mm -hmm. into like, well, a demon can't be here because- because like the verse that says what fellowship does light have with darkness, like mm -hmm. how could they coexist? Mm -hmm. Everyone uses that verse. Mm -hmm. If you keep reading, that verse literally talks about partnership with believers and unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at the temple of the Holy Spirit, which you just talked about, mm -hmm. that belief, that scripture is about sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. So again, it says like, would you take Jesus to a prostitute? Well, then how are you committing sexual sin sure. when your body's sure, 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 a sure, temple sure, of the Holy Spirit? Sure. So I think I would totally agree if we found text that said, 
how could a demon and the Holy Spirit live together? And it related to that. Cause like one relates to sexual yeah. sin, which I agree with. We're temples of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We shouldn't be involved in sexual sin. Sure. And then one relates to light and darkness partnering, which is unbelievers and believers partnering together. And Paul sure. says, why are you guys partnering together? Right. But I wouldn't take those two, which are the only two that are mm -hmm. used to say, well, how could light and darkness, how could the demon be with a Christian? Cause again, beyond like my experience of seeing what about, thousands. What about he was, he was in you was greater than what's in the world. Yeah. Well, it's not talking about demon demonization, like that d people are yeah. demonizing the world. But, but, but I don't think it has to talk about demonization to talk about our identity in Christ for and, sure. and our standing with yeah. God, right? Like, I don't think it has to talk about it. Now, again, I've already told you yeah, multiple yeah. times, I do think yeah. a Christian can open themselves so up the to an attack. Of, if a Christian has a demon, it's just latched onto them. I don't know if it's latched onto them because then we're going to get we're gonna get into the yeah, yeah, semantics yeah. of like, it's soul, spirit, flesh. I'm saying if you're a dude who's married and a pastor and yeah. there's a prostitute being passed yeah. around pastors, oh, yeah. Yeah. you're in some weird darkness. Yeah. And I do think that could open the realm to something. So what about on. like, say you have a person latching on, latching in. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a semantics. I don't think that say matters. You have a family member. Let's just mm -hmm. example. You've known him for 20 years, solid mm -hmm. Christian. You've yep. seen him, all that stuff. And they come to you. They say, Ruslan, I'm just having this voice telling me it'd yep. be better if I was dead. And there's this like common thing where <clears throat> demons always tell people, which is so bizarre. Maybe sure. you've heard this where they say like, if you kill yourself, then you'll be a sacrifice and people yep. will be saved around you. It's just weird. So, so this is so a, say this, a solid family member. This Christian comes yep. to you and says, there's a voice telling me to take my life. Yes. Would you say, do you, do you, would you entertain the idea that that might be a demon talking to you? Well, I haven't had that happen, but I, know, I have yeah, had, it's just I've had something, some, yeah. uh, something else happen where I have two people that I'm close to okay. who, um, one hears voices, one, uh, bo bo both hear voices, okay. both have intrusive thoughts. Okay. Uh, one, both go to church, okay. right? Both, uh, both know what time we're on, both are, are sitting here, the gospel, the whole bit. One went and got treatment and got on medication and the voices ceased. And they're flourishing, stable, solid, moving in the right direction. Okay. The other one, because there's stability and there's um, support, are unmedicated, and okay. they still hear voices. Okay. I don't think either of them have demons. Okay. I think there's a there's a history of schizophrenia, and I think that's what they're dealing with. You know, and and both. So of why them, don't you think they have demons though? What what makes you be like I, I don't think they have demons? What what makes Just you be yeah, like yeah, yeah. What because makes because you... because they they got mental health treatment and the schizophrenia went away. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, but what if one it, of them had a mental illness and one of them had a demon that they're saying is I think that's possible. Yeah. I think that's possible. But I'm saying there's a family line yeah. that we see the same type of uh, symptom reoccur, just like we can see people with bipolar in yeah. both instances. I'm not saying everyone that exhibits the symptoms of schizophrenia or bipolar automatically doesn't have a demon. Yeah. I'm just saying a lot of times they don't have demons and it's a byproduct of the fallen flesh that we're living in. Which is, which is what, you, what you're saying. This is what yeah. I think. Like and a lot by of times. the way, and by the way, should they go up and get prayer? Yeah. Sure. Well, dude, if I'm hearing voices, I'm going to be like, I'm going for deliverance. It's free. Yeah. It's just prayer. Yeah, it's you just know prayer. What I mean? It's just prayer. So, I, if, so if they want to go up and get prayer, go ahead and get prayer. But what I don't want them to do is to not get prayer. What I don't want them to do is to get prayer and not deal with their mental illness. Yeah. That's dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think the, the, the meta idea is I don't want Christians living paranoid. Of course. As they're working on the sanctification process and thinking that, oh man, I might have this because once upon a time I did this. Instead I agree. Of saying, I think it's super saying, unhealthy to live like that. Lean into the sanctification process, yeah, and that might require you going up to the altar, getting yeah. prayer. That might also require you getting a good, solid Christian therapist and getting to the root of your issues in the natural and the material, yeah. right? Like I don't, I don't think there has to be this like false binary. And so I think that the tough part is that not you, but I think people that overlap have these like um, 
hey man, I'm afraid because I was at the store and I heard a secular music yeah, song playing. No. Yeah. And I and, and I'm you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's unhealthy. Like, How it's, why why would you yeah. live that way? It's the same thing with like, oh, don't drink Starbucks, don't drink Monster Energy. Don't be I'm like, then yeah. don't go to Walmart, don't go to Target, don't sure. go anywhere. Don't, sure. You're you drive a GMC. Oh, yeah. did you know the owner of GMC? Yeah. You can't live your life like that. Right. That's not the way it works. And right. so I would say a big thing right now in like the whole mental health world is Number one, a doctor or a mental health specialist can't diagnose a demon. Obviously, they're sure. not going to say, oh, well, by the way, you have a demon. Sure. So a lot of people are getting misdiagnosed, of course, because for, for the whole, like the, the LGBTQI alphabet world, mm -hmm. they literally label it as a, um, gender dys dysmorphia. Dysphoria. Yeah. Dysphoria. Yeah. So they call it a mental illness. People are like, don't call it mentally ill. Mm -hmm. They literally call it a mental mm -hmm. illness. Um, so I would say a lot of people going to people like the girl I just had her on, she goes to the doctor. Yeah. I'm having thoughts taking my life. I'm hearing voices. They had her on 20 different medications or whatever. They don't know. They're yeah. like, well, we don't, we're just gonna even medicate. There's no brain scan. I was like, sure. did they scan your brain? No. Yeah. Did they know? I just told them I'm depressed and they gave me medication. Yeah. I'm not saying that system is, is well, good yeah, by the way. Saying, it's, it's a very flawed yeah, yeah, system. Yeah. What and they're definitely though, tinkering a, on what meds I'm saying is and all A lot of, of people think they're schizophrenic or they think they're labeled as manic depressed or whatever mm -hmm. when they really do need deliverance. And this mm -hmm. is not like far fetched. This is something again, when Jesus came, how is there only like a few thousand people and he's just mm -hmm. casting demons out everywhere he's going? Mm -hmm. So it must have been, it was it was kind of common if he's yeah. doing this everywhere. He yeah. didn't do it like one time. Yeah. So you look at Mark 139, Mark 139, he went from synagogue to synagogue driving out demons. Like, dude, how many demons are there? You're going from synagogue to synagogue doing this? Yeah. So my point is, I would say there's a lot of people out there struggling in silence, misdiagnosed, and they're taking pills and there's the voices maybe are quieting, but there are some people legitimately, a lot of people legitimately that need freedom. And there are other people yeah. that have a chemical imbalance. Yeah. There are other people that physiological, logically, they um, have issues. They yeah. have an imbalance here. Sure, they have sure, a thing sure, there. Sure, sure, sure. So of course, not every cancer is demonic. A lot yeah. of people have legit cancer, yeah. but then other people I've seen have a spirit of infirmity. They get delivered and they're completely healed. Yeah. So you're saying it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not binary. It's, no, it's, it's, it, could, it could, and again, and that's it could I be said, either like, one. I think it could be either one. Potentially, I think the I'm thinking implications and, and practical ramifications for people and where they land on these things. You know what I mean? If be I had a family member like that that said, uh -huh. "Isaiah, I'm hearing voices," I'd be like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna do." Let's get together. We're going to put on some worship music. I'm just going to pray for you. Not mm -hmm. at the service, not the altar. We're going to come to my house in private. We're not going to have all these people with you looking sure, at sure, you sure. embarrassed. We're going to sit down and pray. I don't care if it takes 10 minutes. I don't care if it takes five hours. I don't care what it takes. We're going to pray until you feel comfortable. However you want, long you want to pray, yeah. I'm going to sit them down. I'm going to tell them who they are in Christ. Yeah. Have you have you put your faith? Yes, I'm a believer. I've been saved. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to pray and we're going to command this unclean personality spirit. If it's there, maybe yeah. it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. But if it is, I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm not yeah. going to do some like, well, let's just pray for real quick for a minute. Sure, sure, and sure, I'm going to sure, call sure. that thing out. Out yeah. by name yeah. i'm gonna command it to leave you i'm gonna and if nothing surfaces right nothing manifests then i'll be like okay you know maybe there's no demon there maybe you can go get go see a therapist yeah, yeah I, but i'm I, not gonna default I, to like we'll go see a therapist before yeah you know, I'm I'm, gonna, by the way i'm not defaulting to yeah, that yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure I'm i just want to be I'm clear saying on these, my... these these folks have went up got prayer did the thing yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and one got treatment one didn't get treatment yeah one hears voices one doesn't hear voices yeah you know what i mean like and they're related so um we're gonna go to some patreon questions here in a second how long um, have we been going for? I feel like it's been five minutes. I don't know. I, just been a long <laughs> I could talk for days. It's an hour 42. Let me oh, make sure we, we hit some of these. I thought we'd been like 30 questions. minutes. Zach, can you go into Patreon and pull yeah. up something? I can't pull them up for some reason. Oh, never mind. Hold on. I think I got them. Um, we'll get into some questions. Bro, we should have done like a three-day filming because we could probably go like hours on each topic. Okay. We both do this for full time. We so. do do this full time. Okay. So I'll, I'll go. I'm going to hit the Patreon question just to honor them. Yeah. And then we'll do... Um, Shout out to everyone on the Patreon. We'll do some... I do want to... I want to talk about some. Maybe we could do that on a sh on on the stream later. Some um, YouTube stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, okay, so let's see. This 
few questions here. Um, so we already talked about that. Demons inhibited, yada, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, no, Christian, Christians cannot be possessed. Just real quick, make sure I say that clear. <laughs> um, can you ask Isaiah, does a person need to be uh, baptized, submerged in water to enter the kingdom of heaven? And if so, what about a changed man who finds Jesus, but yet dies in a prison cell? Does the salvation prayer suffice? I ask because not all prisoners receive the opportunity to be baptized. I know firsthand. Absolutely not. I do not believe. And the reason why I don't believe you have to be water baptized to be saved. Of course, people say, well, the thief on the cross was before the cross. That's a bad argument. Acts chapter 10, we look at Cornelius's house. Mm -hmm. The Bible says they received the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. And Peter's like, Whoa, mm -hmm. like them, the baptism of the Holy Spirit coming onto them mm -hmm. was proof to Peter that God is accepting the Gentiles. It was, I think it was Acts 10 at Cornelius' house. I don't know if you guys want to look it up, but anyways, that was proof. So God gives them the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. before they're water baptized mm -hmm. as Peter's preaching to them, sure. and then they get baptized. So for us to say you have to be water baptized, you, you then you're also saying you can have the Holy Spirit and not be saved, which I don't believe that's the case. Yeah. So because of Acts 10, I would firmly say water baptism is not required to be saved yeah. it's something we do because the bible commands us to do it and yeah. it's honoring the scripture and it's powerful yeah. we baptize by the way every sunday every service i don't understand why uh they're like the baptism thing is so weird to me because it's like we could just say hey you should get baptized I, without yeah. saying if you didn't get baptized you're going to hell. that's a big thing though dude it's weird though. that's a big thing like i understand I'm gonna get, I mean, i'm just understand saying that it. people are gonna be like ah. I, I, I guess they are but i've always just been like dude get baptized but like, if you die before you get baptized, you're not going to hell. Yeah, a lot of people think you are, which is to me crazy. Because yeah, you're putting your faith in baptism and not in what Christ did. And then the thing about the jail cell, yeah, I mean, you can call it to the Lord and be saved at any moment. Yeah, that's you don't good. need to have okay. a preacher lead cool. you. I was like, I didn't. I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't know. I was like, is this saying you believe in that? I didn't. I didn't know you believed in that. No, no, I don't believe is, in cool. okay. waters required. Uh, actually, I have a few questions for Isaiah. Um, does he ensure the churches he visits have a biblical and theologically accurate statement of beliefs? Uh, when you go to churches, do you look up? Because uh, I, I do, just because I'm like, yeah. oh, he's bringing me out, you know? So, okay, so right now, I'm only doing people I know. I think I've received like over 500 bookings this year. I haven't taken any. So I'm not taking any. I'm only doing people I know personally. Relationship. So, relationship, gotcha. relational. Okay. So everybody I go to, I already know their statement of faith. I already know what they believe. When I traveled for 10 years, my uncle, who was with me full-time, he would call every single pastor and talk to them about all of their statement of faith. What do you believe? Do you believe this? Because I don't want to go there, number one, and just cause disunity by sure. my own preaching yeah, but two i also don't want to go to a church that's just heretical and in the beginning how do i say this without being i went to a lot of like uh very charismatic like bethel church plants mm -hmm. and after like two or three of them i was like i this is not my like people are laughing as i'm preaching all that i don't get down with that <laughs> so that that is why i really got into like okay we need Isaiah to make sure out of our own rock with bethel <laughs> no, this no, is no, a great no. clip right here i mean i mean <laughs> teach his own but my point is I, I started really looking into like, okay, when we're going to go to these churches, I'm not going to these hyper, hyper yeah. charismatic where they're going to be laughing while I'm preaching, where they're going to be, I go to pray for them, they fall and rolling around. Yeah. I just, I don't do that. I'm not into sure. that. So I got into that where my uncle, yes, would look at their statement of faith, talk to the pastor. This is what we're going to do where this is what we do and and go like that. Got you. I, I did preach at a lot of churches. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does he preach against the heresy and false teaching of Gnosticism, which is through knowledge and the material world is bad? I'm sure you know what else is. Yes. I Social don't. justice and word of faith. Do you preach against the the heresy and false teaching of those? Yeah. And my, all my preaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does he... And do, word of faith, that would be speak things into existence, yeah, create worlds. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, do that. Your words are worlds. Does he no, do, do a follow-up on the churches he has visited to ensure they are growing in biblical truth? Well, you just said you'd only do relationships. Yes. Right now. now, well, back then, I mean, 
that's the senior pastor's job. I'm a guest speaker. I'm not the senior pastor. He's the one following up on the church and you know what I mean? But yeah. no, I don't sit there and call from eight years ago. And, hey, yeah. how are you guys still growing? Yeah. Does he ensure that people who are delivered from demons receive? I feel like I'm at a job interview with these, this person's questions. Good go questions. ahead. No, it's we good. didn't it's get good. that many. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Does he ensure that the people who are delivered from demons receive a clear presentation of the gospel? Every time. Yeah, every time. So most of the people we're doing deliverance on are already professing Christians, but mm -hmm. those that aren't, this is your moment. You're going to get a gospel presentation. Jesus yeah. really came, he really died, and you are a sinner and you need you need his forgiveness. Yeah. So Paul said, I would love to see a good faith discussion on deliverance and Christians having demons. I think we did, we did that. Is that fair? I think yeah. we had a good faith yeah. discussion on that. Uh, what are his thoughts on those that accuse him and other demon slayers of twisting scripture to promote his view on of deliverance? What is my view on them? Yeah, I guess I, I, this would be some of the, uh, what would we call them? Uh, heresy hunters? The, the heresy hunters or people yeah. that, that have been critical of you. Uh, the accusation that, that you've I, twisted I would, scripture. I would, like I used to, genuinely watch their stuff, look uh -huh. at what they're saying and yeah. see if it's true or not. And yeah. again, everyone I've watched is always, first of all, every video you're going to see of Isaiah's a heretic, it's always the same. He believes Christians could have demons. That's the number one. 10, 12 years, I've never had any money, sexual scandal, nothing, never gone. I have zero. Like you could search up my past and you won't find anything. So what are they going to find? Oh, he believes Christians can have demons. So that's the biggest number one thing. And I put my position out there very clear. Christians can have demons. No, they can't be possessed. So it's always just the same same thing. He said yeah. this and that's not what he meant. He said this and I'm just like, okay, well. Gotcha. And here's the thing. Let me just, we have this whole world on YouTube, which is so weird that they think that we're like, we're supposed to be accountable to every other YouTuber. Mm -hmm. Like Dr. Brown, I've, openly told him, Dr. Brown, he is my number. We text frequently. If there is any doctrine you hear me teach, any post, anything, yeah. you have the 100% right to correct me, bring it to my attention. I also have a, a guy named Bishop Wellington Boone who oversees a bunch of churches. He's a spiritual father. If there's anything, rebuke me, correct me. My pastor, James Bird of my own church, I submit to. Mm -hmm. Pastor James, if there's anything in my life, any teachings, any weirdness, and they watch all my stuff. Sure. If there's any weirdness, please bring correction to me. Sure. My uncle who has traveled with me, he's been in ministry 40 years. Yeah. Nino, if there's anything in my life, bring the, and he watches all my content. There's some streams while I'm live, he'll text me and say, Hey, you need to clean that up. You said something that probably didn't sound right. And I'll correct myself. Yeah. And so I'm so always, I, I, I was going to ask you that. Like, have you ever seen a, a, a replay in one of these videos of you saying something and been like, ah, like that, that didn't really come out right. Yeah. You know? And like, yeah. Okay. Like, I could see how this person can feel that way based on this limited I've, section. I've seen one where I was sharing a testimony of my early, early days yeah. of just getting saved and what you shouldn't do. And yeah. I was like, I did deliverance this way. This is not the way you do it. And they clipped that as like, look at Isaiah Salver, the way he does deliverance. Gotcha. And it was completely out of context. And I was like, I literally trimmed that part out. And I was like, I should probably just, while we're live with massive cameras and this building of 4,000 yes. people, I should probably not share certain stories like that because people take it out of context. But you do get to a weird place where everything's online, yeah. everything's filmed, everything's posted in 15 seconds. So it's very easy to take out of context like pretty much anything people say. Yep. But yeah, looking back, I'm like, I shouldn't share that story yeah. because people could take it out of context. Or there was like or one just, thing. Or just like preaching riffs where you're kind yeah, of riffing. Yeah. There was a time recently where- And I'll by just, the way, guys, I, just to be clear, I don't watch all of your videos. Yeah, no, I haven't watched all your sermons. Because people are going to come at me and be I like, video have day. you seen this thing? Yeah, he yeah, said yeah. it this time. And I'm like, no, but like- we talk and yeah. he seems like a great guy who loves Jesus, yeah. you know, and we of disagree course, and on some of I don't expect you to stand behind yeah. everything. I, there's not one friend of mine that I believe, I agree with everything on. Yeah. Like and we'll, we'll save that on the, for the, for the, for the Patreon the agree exclusive with, segment. Oh, I, yeah, got, okay, I got okay. something I want to ask okay. you about that. Oh, uh, what was I saying about the, I totally forgot. Um, 
Oh, okay. Recently I was preaching at a big conference mm -hmm. and I said something because I heard another friend say a really cool line where he's like, Jesus left divinity to enter humanity. Mm -hmm. But he meant, when he meant divinity, he meant like heaven. In heaven. Yeah. It, like he was divine in heaven, sure. but I believe that Jesus was fully divine on yes, earth. Yes. So Which I, is the orthodox yes, position. Yes, 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 yes. So I said that while I was preaching. I was like, he left divinity to enter humanity. He left to enter. I said yeah. this and my buddy Vlad, we were at a conference. He's like, hey dude, that's completely heretical. Like you said this. And I was like, dude, you're right. So yeah. I need to make sure I never say that again. Yeah. So yes, there's times where you get in these things and you go, oh yeah, that's, that wasn't right and you yeah. correct it yeah. and i corrected a video i did i've done a, a few times where i'm like hey i said this and i don't agree with it like my preacher and post trip i literally came out and said hey guys i was wrong about this and i've changed my view yeah so yeah there's uh questions could you have a chat with Corey minor i think it'd be fruitful not because you will convince each other but a healthy debate forces you to look at things i think there's a time and a place for a debate it sounds like your guys's position specifically with Corey minor um is that there's He's, been accusations of like you're a wolf dude which that's I, nice. Well, that's well, nice that you say because well, he said way worse than that. Well, I don't know. Again, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, everybody yeah. said, but yeah, I yeah, just yeah. know when I talk to Pagani, like I think there's a certain line there when we yeah. can go, man. Clearly, we disagree on yeah, some things. Yeah, secondary issue. But I, I, it's it's still a good faith conversation in that, like I don't think you are intentionally deceiving her. Because yeah. when you call somebody a wolf or a heretic... Oh, he's called a spiritual pimp, heretic wolf, yeah, see, going to so hell, son of the devil. Well, he called me a witch doctor. I'm not going to go on. Yeah. So for I don't watch his stuff because he's already made, I think, 20 plus videos on me. Yeah. So I'm just like, um, yeah. Who it's would you crazy. be willing to sit down with? I'm sitting down with Cultish at the end who's, who's of in summer. Oh, oh Cultish, okay, yeah. okay, Those okay. Guys, they're them. cessationists. They don't believe gifts. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so I'm sitting down with them. They invited me to their studio. They're like, we should do this in-house. I said, look, press me on anything. I told sure. you this, yeah. ask me any question. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. I'll give you my stance, my position on what I believe. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, we have some questions we want to ask. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And they're, they're not, they're not charismatic. Yeah. They're completely, yeah. and they're like, we have concerns about deliverance, but sure. we believe in it. Yeah. So let's talk. They weren't rude. They didn't make yeah. a video. Isaiah Sullivan exposed for clicks. Yeah. It wasn't toxic. It wasn't cringe. Yeah. And I'm like, let's do it. So I'm willing to sit down with people that are number one, biblically, like sure. know their stuff. But number two, they're going to be honest. They're going to give me an honest, gonna give you an honest shot, shot to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually want to learn. Yeah. Like I told the guy, I was like, if you don't want to like actually hear what I have to say, then yeah. I don't want to come on. Yeah. But if you're willing, now with Corey, Pagani already went on and did what I would do. Yeah. Tell him his stance, tell him what he believes. And then Corey, are, you know, it turned out bad. So yeah. why would I again do what Pagani did, do what Chris LaSala did mm -hmm. and multiple other guys? Mm -hmm. And the moment they get off, Corey makes 10 more videos about them. And then he'll take this video, of course, clip it up and then just make another. It's like, why am I feeding in that machine, that Heresy yeah. Hunter machine? Yeah. When you have 25 videos of one guy's face on your thumbnails and your channel, I just think that's cringe. Yeah. Like literally to me, it's just cringe. It's like you're obsessed. Like by definition, you're obsessed I, at that point. I, 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 I would say... And this is what Pagani said, which I appreciate. Zach is laughing over there. I think, <laughs> I think they're genuinely coming from a place of wanting to be good Bereans. Yeah. And in that, you know, there's 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 disagreements on it. How severe are the disagreements? Yeah. I think is a question. What is deliverance? What is the appropriate time for deliverance? How do we define deliverance? Like, I think these are all like exhaustive conversations we could have based on definitions. Yeah. I don't because I know you guys. I don't care to debate you guys on this. Yeah. Like I'll ask the hard questions and yeah. point out where we disagree, but I and just- we're friends. We could debate. Yeah, like, it's I, healthy. But I just, it, anyway, we, we, we don't no, need no, to talk no. about why I'm not going to debate this stuff, but I feel like I gave you some good pushback in this yeah, conversation. Yeah, you, you, you had some answers. I want, I want you to say, hey, I don't believe Christians could be, if you don't believe it, I don't believe Christians could be in. Explain to me why you think yep. a demon could be in a Christian. And I love it. Back and forth talking. Yep. It's healthy. We're none of us are attacking. We're not going yep. at hominem, attacking each other's characters. Corey yep. will go two hour rants of, 
why he dislikes us. It's just unhealthy. Well, it's like he, it he doesn't also bring... he, he does a he does a you, good job. Hold of on, you haven't seen all his videos. I haven't though. seen all his videos. So yeah, don't, don't try have... to defend him when you haven't watched yes. him say we're witch doctors and spiritual. Yes, pimps. fair enough. Yeah. I have seen him go to the Greek. I have seen him try to uh, articulate these things. I think when we talk about experience, right, and and how our experience connects to our theology, yeah. which is natural. It's yeah, going of to course, happen. everybody. Your experience is, was such a radical experience yeah. that I understand how it influences you. And I think sometimes some of us on the other end of the spectrum where we've had experiences of the other end, yeah. right? And so we're going to naturally kind of gleam at the scriptures different. I do think that debate is healthy when it's moderated, when there's uh, you know, a structure to it yes. and all that kind of stuff. And I appreciate you being willing to do it. So I'm excited to hear that you're going on cultish. Yeah. Um, I know I'm also really busy when people are like, we're gonna have a debate. I'm like, dude, yeah. I literally have four kids. My kids are my priority. My wife yeah. is my priority. And that's my literally like church. today. Like you broke away for a couple hours. My, to come my, do my this, kids are so. at a hotel yeah, on the yeah. beach right now. Yeah. And I'm 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 I want to be involved in my local church. I'm yeah. very this year, I'm taking time to be involved in my local church, yeah. to be healthy with my family. And I don't want to be this guy. I want to debate everybody, fight everyone. I also don't want to be known as that. Sure. Like, I don't want to be known as the guy that's just constantly arguing and debating. It's yeah. free, easy clicks, but not all views are good views. Yeah. So like I don't want I don't want to be that guy. I think there's a time. I wish there was a time and a place where everybody can get in a room, have a good conversation, get it over with, yeah. exhaust it Let's long, do it. Do it. You know, um, so you sit down with Coltish. Um, you, you, you and John Clash aren't going to sit down. As of right now, I mean, I don't have a desire to because he says, gotcha. oh, I agree on deliverance. He agrees on deliverance, but what so is So it's like, what are we going to talk about? You don't yeah. think I do it right. I'm not going to convince you otherwise. <laughs> and then the other thing is, and this is not about John Clash, but it's like, well, this is also about John Clash. Let me say two things. One is, I'm very careful where I bring my audience. Mm -hmm. If I'm on this show today, mm -hmm. I'm going to promote the link. I'm going to share it. I don't do yeah. anything that I'm not willing to promote. Right. So I right. promote all my stuff. Sure. So I'm bringing, you know, a million plus viewers over to whoever. Sure. And when I, when you have a guy that's made tons of videos on me and John Clash has blatantly lied about me. I post that in comments. He knows this. He lied and said I was selling these courses. It wasn't even in my ministry, but there's multiple things I won't go into, right? I don't want to get all sticky into uh -huh. it. Um, I'm not going to go on and bring all of my audience to someone that knows they lied about something, mm -hmm. isn't willing to rebuttal and take the video down and just bring, again, it's like we create this culture where, and I don't want to say this arrogantly, I'm trying to say this nicely, like, who are you? Like, why do I have to respond to every single YouTuber that says, yeah. you need to have a sit down? And Corey yeah. says that, you guys need to sit down with me. Why? Yeah. I, have, I don't I don't think you need to sit down with everybody. Exactly. Fair. No, I know you don't think yeah. that, but my point is we have a culture that says like, if I call you out, yeah. you have to sit with me. It's like, really? How did you earn an audience with me when I have multiple spiritual fathers that I submit to that will tell me and correct me. And God has placed them in my life as yeah. overseers and shepherds. Now, if I had no overseers, no spiritual fathers, I was out there like a wild bandit, no yeah. local church, like some of these guys, some of them are friends of mine. I'm just saying they're out there. Then I would be like, okay, I need some, maybe these guys should keep me accountable on YouTube. Yeah. But bro, I have spiritual mentors that have been 30, 40, 50 years in the ministry. Yeah. Wellington Boone led the promise keepers for men, packed out stadiums from the 70s, 80s, 90s, all throughout. These guys are heavy hitters mm -hmm. and they're like, hey, we're going to keep you accountable. And they do. Have you took your wife out? What about this? What do you think sure. about this? I did a video on tithing yeah. and it got 200,000 views. And they wrote me, one of, one of the pastors I look up to and, and mentors me, called me and said, hey, I know this video. I know what you mean, but it just looks wrong. It's yeah. going to cause. And yeah. I took the video down. Yep. I said, I agree. And I made another video apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. I'm not above reproach sure. at all, sure. but I just think it needs to be the right people. Yeah. So I got you. Okay. We're going to go to our Patreon exclusive section. I'm going to, I want to ask you specifically about tattoos. <laughs> oh, here we go. And your affiliation and your affiliation with Greg Locke. Okay. 
Okay, so let's do it. <laughs> meet us over there. All right, guys. Hey, if you enjoyed this video and you want to see the full extended version of this podcast, be sure to sign up for our Patreon community for only five dollars a month. It'll really help us continue contextualizing the gospel using YouTube, media, and podcasting. And in exchange, you will get full unedited versions of the podcast, of our daily after-party streams, a discount for our merch store, and exclusive access to our private Discord server. It's only $5 a month. The link for Patreon is in the description of this video, as well as the pinned comment below. Again, hit the link in the description, sign up now, and I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.